FGC Hollywood. Stay classy. That's three pages I had to scroll down just to see his thing. Yeah, I'm gonna, so I, I gave him a deal. I said, if Broken Wing will read it, I'll allow it. But you have the power now in your hands. If you don't want to read this, it is not getting read on the podcast. Oh my God. Zio better pay me 50 bucks for this. I'll, <laughs> I'll do it if, pay, if Zio pays me 50 bucks. I tell you what, you can make your decision live when, when the podcast starts. And if you don't feel like reading it, let's say if we go long and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, it's 10 o'clock, I don't want to read this, it's not getting read, okay? Sounds good to me. We're live. We're back. FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode 49. What's going on, Broken Wing? We're here. Two weeks. It, it, feels, <laughs> it feels longer, but it's, uh, I guess it's, it's only technically been a week, right? This month seems really insane, doesn't it? Like, yeah. is it just me or is this month just gone insane? March has been busy, that's for sure. Oof. But yeah, we got a lot to catch up on before we catch up with uh, all the fighting game news, all the shenanigans. Let's introduce ourselves because, you know, sometimes I forget, like, I'm so used to people listening to this podcast. I was like, oh, they already know me. There's 49 episodes. How do you not know me? How do you know, they not know you? But sometimes there are new listeners. There was like a YouTube comment from last week. Somebody said, hey, I just found you on this podcasting app. And uh, this is great or whatever. So that was nice of them. So I figured let's introduce ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Max Blyser. I'm a part of this podcast, a co-host, if you will. And uh, yeah, this is FGC Hollywood. It used to be another podcast called the Max Blyser Podcast. This is long ago. This is like lore, right? From years ago. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. defunct. FGC Hollywood started in 2020 with uh, the main man, Pringle the man, Pringle the one. Uh, <laughs> Pringle was uh, mostly on the show as my co-host, and then Broken Wing was the ever-rotating third seat, who is with me now. Pringle is currently on hiatus. Hopefully he joins us eventually, and we can do a three-man show uh, moving forward. But until he comes back, uh, sitting next to me is Mr. Broken Wing himself. And, Hello, uh, everybody. Good to have you back, my man. Good to be back, actually. It's good to be back, honestly. Back on schedule, like too. We're actually following through. Thursday. Yeah. On a Thursday. What a, what a relief. Not the right time, but that's, that's, my, that's my fault. Uh, we should have started way earlier. But listen, I had circumstances, but no excuses. I should have been prepared. I should have been on time. I take whole ownership. You were ready. Six o'clock, you were there. You were like, Mac, let's do this. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not ready, broken. So I was like... <laughs> Please give me more time, and you're so you're chill about it. You're like, all right, just do your show notes, and then you help me with the show notes. So that was a great help. Um, but we're here, finally. Thank you, everybody who is uh, tuning in, whether you're live on Twitch.tv/slash/FordFGCHollywood. How about that? Listen, I don't know. Nobody said anything about the live podcast last week. We were like, we went live. I think the audio after the archive came in. I think it came in all right. So I think uh, the live experiment has gone pretty good so far. And yeah, it's a, it's a new format. I'm still getting used to it myself, right? We're trying to figure it out. It used to be a weekly show. Now it's a bi-weekly show, plus FGC Hollywood Plus will start. Uh, before we get started with that, thanks for everybody listening. If you want to support the show, you can do so on patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, where soon you'll get FGC Hollywood Plus, which is the supplemental show on this channel. Uh, and if you don't want to support the show, you can support us some, uh, another way. Join our Discord. You can join our Discord. We have some nice people. We have some not nice people. No, I'm kidding. Everybody's nice, but some of them are irritating. 
Um, Some and, of them have, uh, like Zio, would like to like post about a dissertation. Yeah, I mean Zio is an, a complete animal, and and you'll uh, for people who listen to this podcast, they know who Zio is. He's been he's been around here for a long time, and he uh, you know he does support the show on Patreon, so I appreciate it from that. But he's also a little heathen, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get to him later. But uh, speaking of our Discord, so you can find that on any whether it's on Twitch or on I believe on my Twitter or it's on the YouTube description of. Uh, Everyone, or on YouTube comments and the pin comment of every YouTube version of the show. The reason I'm bringing up Discord is because I want to start a monthly uh, tournament for FGC Hollywood. Obviously, I've been on the road; I couldn't do it. So uh, now I think starting a monthly would be great. Hopefully, with a rollback game. I don't have a game in mind yet, but we'll see what happens. Maybe it's Melty Blood. Maybe it's Guilty Gear Strive. If it has to be KOF 15, listen, I'll buy it. If people, if enough people <laughs> wanna, if enough people wanna play it, I'll buy it. If it's Street Fighter V, please don't pick Street Fighter V because the, the rollback is rough. Uh, the rollback is really one-sided rough. Yeah, but listen, if Blaze we get... Blue has, uh, Blaze Blue has it. DJ yeah, Tech Blaze Blue. It, you know? Yeah. Um, so April 16th, is I want. Uh, that's the date I want. That's a Saturday. It gives ample enough time for people. That's three weeks. Uh, so you can join our details for more or join our Discord for more details, rather. Uh, we'll vote on the game. We'll see what the people want to play and we'll play that. Obviously, I'll stream it. Uh so, yeah. Oh, so, and since now that we're streaming, there is a second newer way to actually support us. You can also drop us a sub. Oh, yeah, the- you can do that. Although that's, you know, I, I don't stream consistently enough, although uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But for, listen, the most important thing that happened <laughs> is uh, your belated birthday. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. I am now 27. I've joined hey. the 2-7 club. Very, very nice. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm in the 2-8 club, so... Um, Man, I'm so old. But how does it feel being 27? 27 was a big year, for, at least for me. Uh, it feels pretty good because what happened was is that I got myself a new apartment. As very nice, very nice. See. I got a, you know, got a lot of uh, good stuff. I went to a Mexican restaurant with my family. It was really delicious, actually. They didn't have pork as a menu item, but I was like, ah, it's fine. I don't mind. That's weird. They yeah, usually so always I, have pork. Yeah, they always have pork. But this one restaurant is called Tres Hermanos. I know. I mm. use my Spanish right Very now. nice. Very nice. Impressive. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I went there and they're like, oh, yeah, we got beef, chicken, shrimp and like and fish. And I was like, OK, but where's the pork? And they're like, oh, mm. I'm sorry, we don't have pork. I was like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. I'll okay. get pork. And I got fajitas. And as soon as I came, the plate came, I heard my meal. Yeah, it sizzles. It comes yeah, on the sizzled. iron thing or the skillet or whatever. That's great. Yeah. It was awesome. I was like, oh, hell yeah. That's the great stuff. Yeah. I, I, you know, Mexican food, at least here in the States, I don't know, maybe like authentic Mexican foods and authentic Chinese food is, is different, uh, which I would assume it is. But at least here in the States, you can't go wrong with Mexican and you can't go wrong with Chinese, in my opinion. It's always good. Well, Tex-Mex is what you get here in America, technically, because it's okay. not real Mexican food. Yeah. But yeah, Tex-Mex is really good. Like, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You can... Sometimes people will say, oh, don't go to Taco Bell, but. Well, that's that's fast food. I'm talking like Mexican restaurants, like actual good ones. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say Taco Bell's problem is they put too much cheese in their meals. So like you just you get constipated. But other than that, like everybody, every like Tex-Mex restaurant I've been to is like. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I like, you know, one of my. I'm not my fir- not not one of my first crushes, but one of my most recent ones is 
we call her the Don. I don't know her name, but <laughs> she is uh, an elderly Chinese woman that you, used to run this uh, Chinese buffet that was right next to where I used to live. And uh, she's the only woman that, for whatever reason, like I, I get choked up like talking to her and like, I don't know why, but like I'm in love with that woman. She's like, she's either... 35 or 65. You can't tell with Asian people. They they don't age, apparently. Uh, but she's great. And also great. never ask for her age. Never no, 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 no. I would never... No, I bow. I don't bow because, you know, I'm white. I can't do that. But, like, um, <laughs> I'm always, like, respectful. And I don't say anything because I don't want to, like, you know, come off like a, like a tool. Uh, but, yeah, I love her. And she'll never know it. But, oh, the one time... I used, so I used to bring all my friends to this Chinese buffet because it, it was great. It's really, really good. And the Don is like super strict, right? She's a strict Chinese lady. She runs a tight ship and you can tell everybody respects her. She's like a very powerful woman, which, you know, it's one of my, one of my things. I love powerful women. So, uh, I used to bring all my friends there. So, uh, when I moved to a different part of town, I used to not go there as much. And then one time I ordered takeout and I went to pick it up and she gave it to me. And she's like, Hey, you haven't been here in a while. I was like, yeah, I know I, I moved, but I was like, Oh my God, she talked to me. I was like, she remembers me. I was like, <laughs> I was like so excited, but yeah, she's great. I don't know her name, but we call her the Don because she's, you know, she commands respect. So shout out to the Don. There we go. Shout out to the Don. Yeah. So uh, what have you been up to then? Oh man, I haven't been on the road. I'll tell you that. So that's been, that's been great. Um, there also, you go. Also, as I mentioned before, I started streaming a little bit. Um, I'm always late, but you know, it's my first week and, um, uh, yeah, I made a stream schedule, although I have to tweak it because I can't go to the gym in the afternoon. Like, that's not going to happen. After work, I'm too tired. I got to go to the gym in the mornings and then start streaming after I come back from work. That's going to have to be the cheat sheet. So I made a stream schedule three times a week, I think it was, of streaming, and then three times to four times a week uh, working on YouTube stuff. So trying to acclimate to that. Um, I need to fix my sleep schedule because if I got to go to, I have to be at work early in the morning. So that means I have to go to the gym much earlier in the morning. So um, we'll get that worked out. And then I'll become pro streamer, which uh, that'll, that'll be fun. I know you're, you know something about pro streaming. So, yeah, I'm uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to catch up with all my homework. And then after that, like once I feel, finally finish catching up with everything, I'll be like, all right, I can go streaming again because I haven't been mm -hmm. streaming in a while. But that's just because I'm just like I have all this homework I got to catch up with. I saw your birthday stream. Yeah. Uh, that looked fun. You and your friends. I got trashed that yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of the stream, I was like, I cannot drink any more alcohol or I will pass out live on stream. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You had it. I mean, that, listen, 2022, that's how you hang out with people nowadays. Like, we're just all digital. Everything is digital. <laughs> yeah. It's both nice and sad at the same time. At least I find. But... No, it's been it's been two weeks uh, since we recorded, right? So, um, an update from last week or from the last podcast, rather. Um, I was talking about this manga series that I'm reading. It's called Asper Kanojo. It's about a girl with Aspergers. Uh, that series is great. I read all of the English chapters, and uh, I really like it. It's mature. It's different. Uh, so I recommend. I mean, if anybody here likes my Blood on the Tracks recommendation or Claymore or whatever that I other weep shit that I read, um, Asper Kanojo would be one that uh, I recommend. I think it's it's different. I like stuff that's different. So speaking of, I've been reading a lot of uh, this. There's this app like on your phone or on the internet called Webtoon. 
Okay. I don't know if you if you use it. It's a. Uh, it used to start. It started out as a South Korean comic group, but now everybody puts comics on it. Okay. Like even Americans put their comics. It's cool because what it is is that instead of like left to right or right to left, it's a scrolling web page for the comic. Hmm. So you can see certain certain comic players will actually like artists will actually do cool stuff with it. Where instead of like a really cool artistic thing that's only like locked to one page. They'll have like an entire battle scene where you keep scrolling and scrolling and Damn. scrolling to see the That's whole. That's sick. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And uh, one of the comics I've been reading is uh, Room of Swords is one interesting one. It's like high fantasy, like cool stuff. Where it, basically there's this guy who had all the superpowers, and then he's in prison. He got in prison, and that every time they bring on a new chapter, it's like. There's something interesting and new and time travel shenanigans. It's it's so much stuff that happens that you're just gonna get lost if I explain it to you. You just right. have to read. Well, that's the most stories. Korean Korean stuff. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah. There's also another one I've been reading. Uh, it's called Unordinary. It's one of the like highlights uh, comics on the webtoon series. Okay. It's about a um, about a group. It's in a world where people have superpowers. Each superpower is unique, and like if you're super strong, you beat the crap out of everybody that's like super weak. That's oh, how it was. Interesting. Yeah, and then there's a guy who pretends he has no superpowers. I won't spoil it. Let's just say he just doesn't have superpowers. Okay. You kind of just like, did he, spoil it, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just say he doesn't have superpowers. And then like, yeah, honestly, it's it's really cool. I like it. it's it's kind of in a high school setting, but the way that people interact, like all the drama and all like the the back and forth. Uh, bullshit BS, and mm. then he, when it it doesn't just stay in the high school. That's what I like. It actually goes around like it involves the parents and involves like the the outside drama and stuff. So it's not just oh, it's just high school students being high school students. No, it's it's actual like world events are coming in. Hmm, that sounds interesting. You said it's called Unordinary. Unordinary. I'll I'll have to check it out. You know, I I uh, read a couple. I don't read them as much now, uh, but I remember I. I enjoyed a few Korean series. I don't know. They're called Webtoon or Manwa, right? Like, I don't know if that's... Manwa. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's Manwa. Um, I liked Girls of the Wilds back in the day, which Girls of the Wilds, I think, is good for 240 chapters, and then the last 20 chapters, like, kill that series. Or maybe 220. Yeah, 220. That's how it got split. 220 is great, and then 40 are terrible. So it's just <laughs> a steep just dive of just awfulness at the end, which, you know, it is what it is. It's uh, tough to end series, but uh, re- most recently, solo leveling was really good. So yeah, I was just about to say solo leveling yeah. is one of like the other hot pick from webtoon that like people love. That's yeah. also another one of that because it's a scrolling page. Mm-hmm. You'll see like the artist will put like fifty monsters on one pi- right. picture. Right, it's and you're so like, sick. What is this, man? The Red Knight. I love the Red Knight. He's so sick. <laughs> Soul Leveling is great. Uh, yeah, I just finished too. So you can read it front to back. Um, and yeah, it's a good series. But yeah, that's all I've been doing for the most part. Uh, so I, I did put out some feelers for FGC Hollywood Plus. Some people, that's the only time Twitter is actually useful in the FGC outside of toxicity is that uh, you can actually reach out to people. And uh, so I put out some feelers to see how people th- would feel about coming on the podcast. I got a few replies. Um no definite yeses, but I didn't get any definite no's. Uh, That's always so, good to hear. So yeah, so uh, a few people that I reached out to are currently busy. Uh, they're they got other things in the works. So maybe in the future we'll see. I'm gonna reach out to some other people and uh, hopefully 
we can get um, get them on the show eventually. So I'll I'll put out some more feelers, uh, perhaps this weekend, and uh, get some you people. You can always get Ernesto home. Lopez. He said he's your homie. Hey, he's my boy. I love Ernesto. He's great. Uh, people give him shit for you know doing button check and and talking about drama. But first of all, like I think he Someone's does. Someone's got to do it. Not, Someone's yeah. got to do. It. Nobody's got to do that, right? And uh, he seems to have cultivated an audience. Uh, I personally, just from speaking to him on a personal level, he, that dude's chill. He seems like a great guy. Um, so I really like Ernesto. Uh, and then he shouts me out every now and again. Not that I, you know, require that, but it's nice of him to do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he's uh, shout outs to the boy. He's he's great. And yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for our, all I've been doing last outside of working, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but you, Honestly, you, you should, got some uh, better news though. Yeah, I was, uh, I got a new apartment. I've been, uh, cleaning, leaving the old apartment place. I'm almost done. Actually. I Very actually nice. got a, so one of my birthday gifts was actually a really expensive and really good vacuum cleaner. Hey, nice. Is it a yeah. shark? Uh, no, it's not a shark. Uh, I think I still have the box. It's a, uh, it's one of those ones that like it cleans everything and pets too. Nice. And what's cool about it is that, like, you there's a button that you press that literally winds up the whole entire cord. So once you're done vacuuming, you just press a button and it winds up the cord for you. And you're like, oh, done. That's Damn. Good. How lazy are Americans that we need a button <laughs> to wind on? I guess, you know, because with, with the vacuum that I have, you got to wrap it around the, yeah, the tab, exactly. right? And you got to go at least you know, eight rotations. That's too much of a workout for an American. <laughs> hey man, I was, I was happy with it. Cause I was like, Oh, this vacuum is really good. It's got, it's got like, a, like whenever you, you turn it, it actually turns the head. It doesn't turn the entire like vacuum. Oh, one of those. Get, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. You can so get it like under sofas and shit. Yeah. And it, it came with like 15 different attachments. So I nice. was like, this is my vacuum. <laughs> That's when you know you're an adult. You get excited about a vacuum. You're like, it's not not a video game, not nothing. It's like, I know, right? Yo, check out this vacuum tech, though. <laughs> I got the wand. I got the replaceable head. <laughs> I, I realized, I always make the joke when I visit my parents. I'm like, man, I'm such an adult. Because I get so excited when you bring me, like, clothes. Or, right. like, you Socks. bring me, like, the smallest thing. And it's like, man, if I were, if I was a kid... I'd be complaining about any of these things. But right. now as an adult, I'm like, yes, socks. Yeah. Let's go. That was my Christmas present, socks. And I was like, hey, this is great. I actually needed some socks. So, <laughs> yeah, the life of an adult now. It's uh, it's something. But, yeah, that's pretty much all uh, we've been doing, at least on the show notes. Uh, we've been playing some games. Well, I've been playing one game. I don't know about you, but I've been playing one game. Since March 17th, I don't think I booted up any other game. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Uh, for were me... You thinking of, were you thinking about me? Because that was the day of my birthday when the game came out. You know, I was actually really upset with you that you're not uh, registered in the Hollywood birthday, the Dirkbot reminders. I was like, where's the Dirkbot reminder? <laughs> I you need to do that, actually. <laughs> I need to set that up. I, I thought I set it up, but I never did. Yeah. So, uh, but no, that's great. I mean, the fact that you got Persona, 4, we'll talk about Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. I think it's a great birthday gift. Is the port a great birthday gift? I don't know about that, but the game itself is yeah. a great birthday gift. So, uh, but that's what I've been playing. I've been playing on on Steam a lot. Um, you know what's really sad? I actually now have more hours in Ultimax than I do in Melty Blood, which is 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 kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you know, um, Melty's a fun game, but like there's moments where I'm just like, it's not for me right now. Yeah, it's not for me right now. Melty Blood definitely has uh, certain things that would make me not play it. Whereas Ultimax, the game itself doesn't have those, but the port does. So, but we'll talk about that later once we get to some of our news items. But uh, what have you been playing? As you have lovingly posted, <laughs> Apex. Yeah, I've been playing some Apex with friends. I've been playing a, a lot of P4AU. Uh, I've been learning how to play Akihiko. Nice, nice. Too. Yeah, I learned uh, I learned that if you jump in the air and then you use your persona, he can actually vacuum you close to him. And I was like, this is the best! He can, do, he can do that standing, too. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to do it standing. I did it jumping, and I was like, oh my god, now yeah. I can actually do pressure with Akihiko? Because everyone mm-hmm. was zoning me out, and I was like, how the yeah. hell do I get in? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I saw the vacuum, I was like, this is how. This is the answer. Caesar! And then the globe <laughs> brings you in, the gravity globe. Yeah. It's so I sick. I was like, that was the best. I've been playing League with friends. Of course. <laughs> you of know. course. You know yeah. what it is. You know what it is, everybody. I don't, I don't try to... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I've been playing League, not just for League's sake and playing with friends. I've been playing just so I can understand what characters do for Project L. Because I'm ah, like... Ah, very nice. Scouting. Mm-hmm. Because I just got... I just got a... What is his name? The character you wanted me to play, which was... Uh, uh, char- Lee. Oh, Lee Sin, yeah. Let, like, I got Lee Sin. He is a very difficult character. But I like I learned I was learning him and I was like, okay, this character, if they in- interpret him into uh, Project L, mm-hmm. I can see things getting really interesting, especially with his projectile, which like uh when you throw you he has a projectile, he has like a ground slam, and he has like a uh, a shield dash. He's got and any I kicks? Was thinking, oh, his his ultimate is a kick, which actually was cool. Okay. His ultimate when he kicks you. He uses you as a projectile. Ah, that's cool. So I was thinking, okay, that's a fighting game character right there. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just saying. I was like, what I was thinking is, okay, his projectile would be cool because what you can do is you can use his projectile as a get over here mechanic. Because mm-hmm. when you press, the, once you throw the projectile, it's a projectile, and then if you press it again, whatever you you threw the projectile is, you just zoom into it. Sick. So I was like, okay, that's a really cool like uh, for team team orientation. You know, like you can. You can have him uh, use that as like a. You can have him as point, and you can do that to get in. And then since you're close, now your assist is real close to your opponent, and then you can have your opponent, your assist do stuff. His ground pound, what it does is it marks you, and then whenever you're marked, you get stunned. So he can use that as like a. That's a nice like assist move, and then his third move, I. What is it? Oh, a shield dash. What you can do is like if your opponent is getting low. Like you can use that to like get close to your opponent because, or you can use it to get close to your teammate and then like keep them like alive because what sounds top what tier, you, yeah. <laughs> and then like what you can do with he's going to be top tier in Project L. You can already tell like that that yeah. fool that fool is going to take some heads. Yeah, I was I was thinking of, I was like oh my gosh, there's so much cool stuff they can do with this character. Mm-hmm. They got they got some really cool character. I remember when Pringle and I did the list for you know our Project L wish list without knowing anything about. <laughs> League of Legends, <laughs> uh, we just going, but and I got to revise that list to be honest, because like there's some of them where I'm like, I thought I started like looking at the characters more and reading a little bit of their lore. Uh, I already forgot her name because I'm not a, I'm not a League buff, but the one character that I thought was super cool was the the robot lady with like the mechanical Oriana. legs. No, Oriana. oh, not Oriana. You're you're talking about the the assassin lady. Yeah, what's her? She's name? very classy. She's- 
um i forgot her name uh camille 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 yeah camille yeah she's great uh i i think i think she's so sick so that's a character i would put in my top five um i would have to redo that whole top five but uh yeah i i mean i had evelyn on there i was like does camille better than evelyn i I don't know maybe but like uh, graves would still be on there and uh graves a really cool character it doesn't matter that he's uh he is who he is he is the he's just a cool character all around like yeah half the time i forget the way he is because of the fact that he's just off the wall like he's he's trying to be comedic mm-hmm. he's trying to be like dude he's got a face. cigar and a freaking like he's so sick i mean he's he's such a cool cool looking character also i think i would probably swap out uh you know as much as he's he's cool looking twisted fate I would probably swap him out with, um, damn, I'm going to butcher his name. What's his name? Like Pantheon? Is that his name? Oh, Pantheon. Yeah, Pantheon is sick. Yeah. Pantheon I, is sick. I, so I started looking at the characters more. I was like, damn, they got a lot of good characters, man. I kind of want all of them. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. <laughs> I will we'll say see. this. I'll say this. I think one character that's not going to be added into the game unless they do a lot of working on them is Kane. And Kane, well, actually, there's multiple characters. Kane is one of them because the way Kane works is that if uh if you do a lot of damage to like one group of characters like range characters you can get you can go shadow and then if you do a lot of damage to like melee characters you can go like the other guy it's not shadow assassin it's um brute warrior assassin okay and so like if you the way you build kane is based on those transformations but you can also he's flexible so like let's say your team if you're solo queuing and your team is all is all like assassins or like squishies or mages, you can be like, okay, well, I'll just play tank Kane, right? Hmm. And you can be the tank. Or if everybody's like tanky on your team, you can go assassin, shadow assassin, and be like, okay, I'm gonna just go in and just kill all the squishies while my tanks engage. That's cool. All the time. Yeah, so he's like a mode character. He's like a. No, I forgot. I don't know what you call that. Not an engine character, but like some sort of like mode type character yeah yeah so you can do that but then there's also other characters like nar who his ultimate will temporarily turn him into like a big freaking goliath yeah there's other so they got like, a, they got a whole roster it. yeah i mean, if we, yeah, I mean we can spend forever talking about lee character i mean i know people have brought up riven that she's a fighting game character and um yeah. a bunch of others that, that make a lot of sense but uh we'll see what they do um I see you're also been playing Final Fantasy XIV, of course. Who isn't playing Final Fantasy XIV? Sorry. <laughs> I just actually, uh, it's funny enough, I actually just finished uh, leveling all my DPS and all my healers. So all I have to do now is just level the tanks. How many and, characters do you have? Uh, so it's not characters, it's based on classes. So you can have one character have all the classes. Oh, which okay. Which is really good. Because that means like if you get bored of playing one class, you can just be like, I'm bored of this class. I'll just play this class, you know, and you don't have to okay. go and log out, log back in with a different character. No, it's all in one character, so you could just switch out it whenever. Okay, that's neat. Um, yeah, so I know Hollywood loves Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, except like, for me. I got a, I got into Destiny two again. The game's kind of fun. the The thing I think is interesting is that they have a, they they added this thing that they're going to add in future expansions, which is called Legendary Campaign Mode. Okay. Which basically makes campaign not a pushover. Because like when you play campaign in, in Destiny, originally it's just like you can literally shut your brain off, walk forward, and then shoot, and you win the game. But now in Legendary Campaign, it's like, oh god, 
everything hurts. Everything is above you and level. You have to think strategically. I went into one boss fight and I had to do that boss fight. I'm telling you 50 times with like different tools, different, like I had to think about like what I was carrying everything. I was like, this is actually a actual challenge. <laughs> it is not just a walk in the park. Have you ever um, played any of the Uncharted games? I love Uncharted. There's a there's a mode. At least I know that there was for the first three. I never played the fourth one, but I played the first three on PlayStation. And there was a mode that unlocks. It's like the hardest difficulty. I forget what it's called, like Hell or whatever. Um, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but I think I know remember what you're talking about. I think it unlocked if you beat the game either on normal or on hard. And there was a platinum trophy uh, if you won the if you if you beat the game on the hardest difficulty. And I remember playing Uncharted 1 on PlayStation 3 on hardest difficulty. And dude, that shit took me, I think, like 16 hours to just beat like three chapters of that of that whole... Like, I remember there was like the... Not, not a dungeon, but like a cave fight with a bunch of weird creatures and then the boat fight. I was like, this sucks because they're so good and they... It was. It's just some it, of them have metal masks on, so you can't even get like a headshot on them. I remember that they made it so oh. hard, just just for the sake of being hard. But hey, I got the platinum in, in uh, Uncharted one, and then I I gave up on the other ones. <laughs> Speaking of Uncharted, they actually have the fourth one on PC, Steam. So you oh, can actually, cool. So I mean, since you said you didn't play the fourth one, you can now just go boot it up on Steam. I could, I could, I probably won't, but I could. <laughs> Eventually, maybe, maybe we'll see. It's a good game. I'll yeah. admit the story was good. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Naughty Dog knows how to make, uh, well, I don't know. I heard, uh, we won't get into it, but I heard that Last of Us 2 had had some, some problems. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, we got a couple podcast corrections broken. First one, they both come from YouTube, but the first one comes from Shadow King 58 says, I just want to say that Them's Fighting Herds did the combo maker thing before Strive did. Also, it's not made to appeal to bronies as it is just to appeal to the people that like cute stuff. I don't remember if I said TFH appeals to only bronies. I mean, I, I think it definitely appeals to bronies, though. Like, not only bronies, a, but definitely, I mean, there's bronies. There's an aspect to it for that. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, a lot of people will say, oh, I don't want to play the pony game because it's for bronies. Right. And, like, it's not for bronies. It's actually a legit game. But... I I love TFH, but I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. You're telling me bronies aren't picking TFH because of bronies? Like, because of the fact that they love the medium? Listen, love what you love. I don't care. Except, for, I mean, sir, I don't love everything. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You want to like bronies? Fine. But TFH is a good fighting game. If that's a separate, like, you know, argument. That I mean, also artists, might be able to appeal to bronies. I mean, the artist for... What is it? TFH. My little po my little pony actually went and helped them fighting her. Yeah, to yeah. do the redesigns. Yep. Because she was like, she said it herself. She was like, "This is a cool fighting game, but since Hasbro is being an a hole, I'll come mm -hmm. in and I'll just help you do cool designs." Yeah. They're like, yeah. So like, I mean, it, it doesn't help that it's just for bronies, but it also appeals to them because you know, as I mean, the same artist, same. I don't consider myself a brony. I love TFH. Arizona yeah. Stop Loops. Yeah, she's great. Uh, yeah. So the next one is I'll take this one. Juan Godinez. Uh, how, how dare you, Juan Godinez? You have to say Godinez, it correctly. <laughs> Godinez. Yeah. My boy. Right, my boy right. Juan. 
<laughs> my boy Juan out here angry at me right now. He said it'd be neat if the visual bits like this you'd edit in a in said visuals to save folks from having to form a Google search. And this was talking about the uh, the shadow cover for P4E2 versus the regular cover. That's from last week's podcast. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't put that in. Uh, you brought that up actually. You were like, I like how the characters have shadow eyes on one cover and their regular uh, actual characters on another cover. And uh, for people that aren't in the know, like you and I, nobody knows what we're talking about. So that's uh, that's something I'm going to take into uh, consideration moving forward. And uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll be put in the video version of the podcast post-editing. Not live, but post-editing. I'll try to make that make that a thing. So uh, good input by Juan. And yeah, Broken, that's pretty much all we have for the show early wrap. Now we can get to some news. Round one, FGC News. Broken, we got a bunch of news. First item is one that's close to my heart. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, we talked about it at the top of the show. But uh, it's a great game, but there is a caveat, right? There's, a, there's an asterisk, as they say. So on March 17th, 2022, Atlas released their fighting game remaster of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax to the delight of many of its legacy fans, myself included, as well as new ones, at least potential new ones. The game... Yes, indeed. Uh, the game is the never-before-released on console version 2.0, renamed to version 2.50, 2.5 technically, despite being roughly the same with some minor differences and a few changes here and there. The Steam version of the game, although great to finally receive, does leave much to be desired from a quality-of-life standpoint, and so this is a week after its official release. Figured let's talk about some positives and negatives of this game. So I, I want to go over some stats first, and then we'll talk about how our, our experiences uh, vary with this game. Okay. So uh, no sales figures as of right now on any platform, which is to be expected. It's only been a week, so we're recording this on March 24th. The game has been out since March 17th. So uh, hopefully we'll get some figures, but normally with Japanese uh, games, especially remasters, we don't get uh, those statistics right away. The game has a combined aggregate score of 8.0 and 8.1 from media companies on PC and PlayStation 4, respectively, on Metacritic, but a combined 3.3 and 5.1 score from users on Metacritic. So that is uh, quite a discrepancy between media companies and users. However, it should be noted that uh, while there are a few objective reviews from users, many of them are just salty Atlas fans that wanted either a Persona 5 Royal port or something Persona 6 related. So a lot of those reviews are like, you know, just them being salty. I want Persona 5 Royal on Switch. Yeah. I want Persona 6. I want a I real want game. <laughs> okay. Eat your heart, Atlas fans. And listen, I thought I was an Atlas fan once. I was like, no, I'm just a Persona. I'm just an Ultimax fan, really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But I do like 3 and 4. Those are fun games. 5 can suck my ass. Uh, P5A, Ste though. P5A, though. Look, uh, look, if P5A is of the same quality and caliber of P4A, I'll play it. But Persona 5 Royal, dude, I put 162 hours in that game. I, I want those hours back. <laughs> uh, I'll never get them back. Uh, as, let's keep going on this. So on Steam, the game had an all-time peak of 7,100 players, which is pretty surprising because I think it was KOF 15 that had like 8,900 or 80. 300 
Like it was within a thousand. So you're talking about a game that came out in 2014 versus a game that came out in 2022. So uh, the fact that it had 7,000 at peak was pretty impressive. And as of the recording of this podcast, has roughly 1,400 concurrent players playing per hour on Steam, which is obviously a pretty significant drop off about, you know, 5,700 players, but still pretty good. So if you go on Steam right now, you'll have 1,400 people. Not all of them are playing online, obviously, but uh, you should get some some matches, whether on player or ranked match, which is good. That that number will probably fluctuate in the summer when the rollback gets uh, released. Correct. I believe it'll dip even more before we get rollback. I think this game will probably be somewhere in the vicinity of 200 to 300, and I think that's generous. But um, right now, it's doing pretty good. And then once rollback gets in, everybody's going to come back in, and the numbers are going to go yeah. high. Who knows? Maybe it'll even get a new peak, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. The game itself is great. Mechanics are the same as they were. Uh, 2.0 changes are there, but at the core, the gameplay is still very much uh, what it felt like back in 2014 on consoles. And lastly, as far as statistics are concerned, no official input delay or input lag testing as of yet. However, the game does feel to be responsive on Steam from my personal experience. So I don't think that there is a lot of input delay with this game. Mm Mm-hmm. So those are the statistics. Now we can get to some of our thoughts. Um, I'll go with my pros first and then feel free to to add anything or interject or whatever, and then we can go over with the cons. Go ahead. My, my pros are the added music from other games. So they added uh, the dancing all night music. They added, I think, Q music, which um, I believe some of that stuff was available on console, but not all of it. So it's nice to have I all was, the music. Speaking of Q music, I was trying to find the battle themes for the Persona 3 and then the Persona 4 version battle theme, but I don't think I found it yet. Hmm. I don't know if I, like, I didn't do a deep dive of, because I remember it was on the PS3 version that you can play the P3. It could only be on the PlayStation 4 version, kind of like how PlayStation 4 got lobbies instead, so, um, but I do, do I I can tell that just from playing on 360, mostly back in the day, there are different tracks on the Steam version that there were on the 360 version. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they added all the colors and previous paid DLC back on console to everyone. So everybody's got all of their 31 colors or whatever. They got the glasses, of course. Um, if you're Labrys, you have the uh, the visor, which is kind of cool. Um, if you're Mary, you have an eye patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marie has an eye patch. And... It's, I don't know, it's pretty cool. 2.0 editions are fun, in my opinion. They make for a different enough game as opposed to just a straight port from the old game. And then uh, for all the other reasons that why I love this game, uh, you can check out a review that I did for this back in the day. I did it on 360, so obviously it's a different version. But uh, I spoke about this game as well as its predecessor. I think combined like 10 minutes, like four minutes for Arena, six minutes for... Ultimax, uh, there's plenty of reasons why I love this game, so I don't want to harp on it too much on the podcast, but this is one of my favorite games. I'll put the, uh, the my review of it um, probably in the in the comments of the YouTube version of this show, so you can, or you can just look it up on YouTube, but um, those are my pros. What, what do you have for this game, Broken? My pros are that the game's pretty fun, honestly. There's a lot of really deep mechanics that, uh, that will make you, if you're one of those old FGC heads that are like, oh, all the new fighting games don't have any mechanics and they're all just simplified, just pick up Persona then. Because, like, Persona's mechanics outweigh Strive's mechanics. This is hilarious. This is so funny to me because, and this has gone full circle, Broken. I don't know if you remember, 
But uh, so I love Arena when it came out, and obviously I love Ultimax. But I remember vividly that not even Guilty Gear players, this was Blaze Blue players. They were telling me this game is watered down. It's a baby game. It's not Blaze Blue, and it's hilarious how it turned from Guilty Gear talking shit about Blaze Blue for being watered down, and then. Blaze Blue getting, get, yep, yep, yep. For being watered down. And look at us. We're in 2022, and the baby game from 2014 is now this advanced mechanical game as opposed to the new Guilty Gear game. It's crazy how it's gone just full circle. I remember Blaze Blue fans made fun of me for playing Ultimax. Not because, I don't think they were being malicious about it. I think they just, they wanted to like, I don't know, promote their game. So, you know how it works sometimes in order to promote one thing, you have to shit on another. I think that's what was happening there. Persona was the new kid on, on the block. If you go on Twitter, everyone's shitting on everybody, so it's like it's whatever. Yeah. At this I'm, point, I I drown out the noise, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Next. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's funny how it's just gone full circle. But continue. It's funny that you say that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a pro of mine. Uh, let's see here. Another pro of mine is that, like you said, the music. I I I adore Persona Four. I have a Vita. That has Persona 4 Golden. I, I have a Vita too that has Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Vita like, Boys. Vita Boys. So I played Persona 4 all the time and I I remember all the tracks and all that. So, like going back and listening to all the tracks again, they're great. Uh, it, it made my heart sing. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Also, I always had this weird thing where I was like, I'm trying to figure out what this song is called. And then, like, all of a sudden, I was just on YouTube and I found out it was the, it was Yuki. Yukiko's theme. It's Which not one? The, beginning. the castle or her or fight theme? Her fight theme. Fight theme, and yeah. Not, that one's good. It's not the beginning part of her fight theme. It's the second part to her fight theme mm. that always got stuck in my head on loop. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out what this song is because it's got this nice beat to it. And I'm like, what is it? And then all of a sudden I heard it and I was like, oh my God, it's song yeah. connecting. Yeah. No, it's a, the, also, game, the game has good music. Really good music. Also, you could tell the game has good music when every fighting game journalist on YouTube will be like using the fighting game music from Persona 4. Oh yeah. In yeah. Yep. Like everyone's got like some random song from Persona 4 or mm-hmm. Ultimax as like their background music. Yeah. It's great. They so yeah, I love the fact that they put more music in the game. Uh you might be right about the fact that the PlayStation version could have other tracks that aren't on the Steam version. I don't know why they did that. Um but I guess it is what it is. Does that wrap up your pros or you got anything else? That wraps up my pros. Okay. Uh, let's get to some cons. So here's the thing. It, in general, I think this port is terrible. So don't, I mean, don't crucify me for this. I think the game is great. I think the port is terrible. You got to separate. Uh, the two. Yeah. So here's why. These are just my reasons. You might have other ones. These are the ones that I've encountered. I think I got 20 hours in the game so far. The game lags. Even offline, uh, in certain menus, especially the character select, it stutters. When you first go into character select, online or offline, I find that there's a weird stutter on it. I even pointed it out on stream when I was playing the game the other day. And there's also every now and again, it's not frequent, but every now and again, I'll find that there's some stuttering in training mode. Now, I don't know if that's attributing to my personal computer. Maybe I'm the problem here, but that's just been my experience. Character models in my opinion, are not ported well. Uh, they l- remind me of how Persona characters look in BB Tag, where 
the the pixels are off. The renders are off for the character models. They look just out of place with the the weird pixelization. I don't know how that happened because how do Persona characters not look like Persona characters when they're in their own game? I thought that was just a BB tag thing where they just put old pixels in a new game as opposed to like the the Ruby characters that are made from the ground up. Those look great in BB tag. But everybody else that was ported looks off. They they look weird. I think uh, Uni also had to be redesigned. But yeah. I, don't, I can't I can't tell. Uni also has good good like pixelization. Yeah. So, like, but I don't know. So it looks weird to me because listen, I played uh, the 360 version on this very same monitor that I played on the Steam version, and the 360 version looks better. It looks native. So I'm not entirely sure what the issue there is. If I do, I need to play it at a lower resolution, maybe like 720p instead of 1080, which I can. I just don't know if it does anything because when I try to mess around with the graphic settings, it it still looked off to me. It's not so off where it just looks terrible, like how they look in BB Tag, but still it doesn't look as good as the 360 version, at least in my opinion. So that's just something that I found just from a, a graphical fidelity and a presentation standpoint. That I was like, oh, that, that looks off. Um, audio issues, those happen a lot. There's desyncs when performing, performing certain moves. I'm sure you've actually maybe have noticed that. Akihiko's Gatling Rush, when he uses that, there's a really clear desync between when he's hitting you with machine gun punches versus when you hear the sound. Um, yeah, there is. So audio desyncs are an issue. Uh, the game crashes out of window mode, out of full screen mode. The, it, it, there's no alt tabbing is allowed. Like you cannot alt tab. It just crashes immediately. And what's worse is that if you're watching a game and you alt tab, you have to wait until the game is done before you find out, hey, congrats, you desynced. So yeah, you're out of the lobby. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Also, I don't like the fact that like whenever you tap, like if you're playing on two monitors and you have the game on one monitor and you tap on a, another screen, the game just pauses. Like it just, it stops. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. So I, I don't know why the music stops. I don't know why the whole game stops until you go back to it. Um, I don't really even like if, that. And even if you're playing online, it does that too. Yeah. So like, that's another reason why it'll, it'll cause desyncs is because you're like, oh, I got to go check something here. And then the game pauses, even though you're on an online match and you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Why are you paused? Yeah, that's an issue. Um, that happens even with the open beta, open beta test that they uh, recently released. So um, it just crashes randomly online, which I don't like. Even without alt tabbing, without you know pressing um, another screen if you're on dual monitor, and then the netcode is atrocious, but you know what? I, it has to be expected. I can't really hold that against them. I get well, technically I can, but I won't because they let us know that the netcode is going to be atrocious. It's delay-based netcode. We know that rollback's on the horizon. You know what? That's a mulligan. Whatever. I'm not going to count that against them. The one thing I will count it against them is that there's no real penalty for people that rage quit in this game. There's a lot of rage quitters so far in the game, and I don't. I the timing of people rage quitting on me. That's not a desync. That's not people. That are just like, oops, it just happened. It's like, no, that was well-timed. And there's no penalty outside of their name turning red, which then shows next time you match up with them. It's like, oh, this guy obviously rage quits. So I don't there's like the actually, fact that there's nothing there. There's actually, it's actually funny that you say that because I was watch, I was looking on Twitter as per usual, and I saw a video from Newpoke that he posted that's like very short, and it's called alt-tabbing. 
And yeah. it literally what happens is that he goes in and he makes fun of the fact that since the game is delayed based netcode, he's like, I'm probably not going to hit the notes on Reese Super, you know, the one where she sings and dances. Yeah, right. He gets in three notes, the car- the opponent alt tabs and crashes the game. <laughs> I was like, you can't, you can't say that you just alt tab because, you know, you're just looking at something. You were about to die. That yeah. was a rage quit. Yeah. The, so those are, I think a lot of them are really minor issues that can be fixed. And I'm sure they're, they'll probably patch them. Uh, but in general, I think those stack, right? So you add the desyncs, you add the graphics be- looking weird for character models. You add the crashes, especially. There's no replay mode also from ranking mode which uh that was that existed in the 360 version i don't know why they took it out used to be able to watch like best replays from people that would upload to like the public uh, ranking mode so that was always cool to see because i would like to see is like let me see what this labris player is doing they uploaded this replay so um, to be fair not a lot of people that i've noticed when i play the game not a lot of people actually upload their replays because they're like damn i got washed i don't want to show that yeah well but the good people will probably especially if it was a good match so uh, it just sucks that that isn't a thing anymore and uh, for the people that played this game back in the day that knew what kind of modes it had to not have it uh is a bummer but um outside of that that's let's, pretty much all i have for that let's just say it's a-okay for steam and switch to not have lobby mode all right, let's just let's. Just I'm, get I'm that good out with that. Way. I'm good with that. We're, we didn't we didn't need lobby mode because I uh, I saw some I saw a tweet on uh, Twitter again. It was, damn dude, these uh, PS4 heathens are getting crazy. And it, what it was was this uh, person had a lobby that said, Reese's plus eighteen ERP. Oh my god! Lobby. And I was like, bro, Persona fans, man, they're the worst. Bro, <laughs> they're the worst. This is a fighting game. What are you persona, doing here, being Persona, Persona weebs, I think, are the worst. Uh, can you be a non weeb and be a Persona fan? Is that allowed? You technically can. It's now mainstream enough where you can. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I think I'm gonna say this as a as a caveat to everything. If your favorite media is now like mainstream, you are no longer a weeb because everyone has access to it. Anime is no longer weeby. Unless you're watching some degenerate anime or you're watching something so like outlandish and nobody knows what the hell you're watching. But like if you say I'm an anime fan and your favorite anime is Demon Slayer, you're not a natural weave, okay? Because mm-hmm. Demon Slayer is very like everybody knows about it, okay? I've actually never seen that show. I've seen clips, but I've never seen the show proper. Looks interesting. Shonen? It, it's it's a shonen, so like you you know what you're getting into. A lot of yeah. yelling, a lot of action, a lot of over the top stuff. I it's figured. good. Yeah. But that's it on Persona, pretty much. Uh, listen, they're patching the game. I've they've already had two patches, open beta and another additional patch. So I know that they're working on it. But the the port is not good. So hopefully it gets better. But I just want to put this out there. For as much as I love this game. One of my favorite fighting games of all time. Would I recommend somebody to buy the Steam version if they want a comprehensive package from a fighting game? No, I wouldn't. I would say wait until summer. Hopefully they patch out uh, or they patch in certain things and they patch uh, and they just make the game smoother to operate on PC plus the rollback. Hopefully it's good. It should be. It's Arxis. Um, that's when I would get on with this game. Now, I think it's, I don't think, 
unless you're just going to play it offline, which even offline I find that has certain issues. But uh, I would wait on this game as much as I love it. I would wait on this game if I were recommending it to people because I couldn't, I couldn't recommend it to people and be like, oh yeah, play this game. It's it's in great shape when the port is in its current condition. I mean, to be fair, they even made an open beta because they heard people say, hey, the connections are bad. The connections yeah. are bad. So they're like, we understand that people are having problems. We'll work on it. So that yeah. means that they're listening. Yeah, which is uh, a first for Atlas because they don't. <laughs> so the we'll second see. first from Atlas was, hey, we'll actually add rollback. That was yeah, that was that weird. was amazing. I was like, yo, Atlas actually listened to the fans. Yeah, what are the odds, right? And then the fans are still going like, but where's Persona Six? <laughs> I need my waifus, my dating sim. You know what? You know what? Hey, Atlas, if any one of you guys are listening, make the main character female for six. All right, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Make the main character a female, and then add like fifty routes for dating. That'd be and hilarious. Then have man. like they should add like a gay route. Okay, <laughs> a non-binary right, route. Huh? Let's go. Okay, yeah. like I don't care about Persona fans anymore. I if I want to play Persona, I'll play Persona. I don't need to listen to their rambles. Yeah, purse owner. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for Persona. Well, um. Obviously, I'm going to keep playing it, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they uh, they fix some of the problems with it. But uh, so far, it is what it is. Now, Broken, this was pretty interesting. I didn't know that this happened until, like, three days ago. So, mm-hmm. I've been a little bit out of the loop, but uh, the third Japan fighting game publisher's roundtable, why do I feel like there was more than just two, right? It feels like they've had a bunch of these already. It's only the third one that they've had. Uh, the reason why is because it's been so long ever since they have been announcing that they like doing this Yeah. to the point where they said they wanted to do a live version where they can also drink while doing it live. Ah, that's cool. Like, I can, you can tell that these guys are Japanese developers by the amount of times they're like, I want to drink right now because right. the Japanese will smoke and dr- out drink you. I know it sounds weird, but they, they drink a lot. They seem to be friends. They seem to be like pretty close on a personal level too. at least, at least a few of them. So. I like the fact that uh, Harada even said, hey, Sega, since you're coming back, that means we're going to have competition again. You know what? I'm bringing back the Tekken Cross Virtua Fighter competition. Y'all aren't safe anymore. Good. We were we were smooth sailing, but now that Virtua Fighter's back, we're going to be enemies again. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's good to hear, because that means that now that Tekken has competition, you know, you're going to see some good stuff implemented in the next Tekken. I'm hoping. Yeah, you definitely need parity in any market. And... Uh, Tekken sort of dominating the 3D space for the last console generation was not good. Like, I mean, it was good for Tekken fans. Tekken 7, I think, was a good product regardless. But uh, I think you do need somebody to push you to do better because if nobody's pushing you to do better, then you'll just become complacent and you'll put out a product that is like, well, whatever, you don't like it. I'm the only one out there. Like, Exactly. And, And I remember listening to a lot of people that are like, I don't like fighting games, but I like 3D fighters because 2D fighters are not my jam. And they're like, all I have is Tekken 7. And I'm like, I mean, you got Soul Calibur. You got That's Better also made Alive, by Bandai. You got, <laughs> you got Virtua Fighter. Like, yeah. It's not just De- Tekken, but they're like, but Tekken's the only one that gets support. Rest, like, rest right, in peace, yeah, Dead right. Um Speaking of, speaking of, so this one, this third, uh, each, I don't know why, but each roundtable is actually brought up by a different company. So I yeah. think, what was it, Capcom did the first one? Arxis did the second one. I don't remember 
if that was true or not. I don't know, but uh, Sega this did this one, was, one, right? Sega started this one. Yeah. And Sega pulled it off with a banger. The first topic they said was, is fighting games free to play the next norm? Hmm. What do you think about that? That's interesting. They, they, even, they even said Project L, every, all of them said Project L was going to be like the, the caveat to see if fighting games are, can be successful with free to play. They said that Harada said that his game that was on the PS3, I forgot what it was called, but he had a free to play version of Tekken, but like it wasn't really well implemented. Okay. Oh, uh, you're talking about Tekken Revolution on PlayStation Tekken 3. Revolution. Yeah. Yes. I Tekken played Revolution. that. Yeah. That, that game was cheap. Yeah. Give me your tickets, um, though. I was I was, be- I know, I was yeah. beating fool's ass and then they were doing the uh, invincible moves in Tekken and that's what yeah. that's the game Eliza showed up and we were like what the hell is this she's way too good yeah so there's that but uh, also they were talking about that Dead or Alive Core Fighters and Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown were very successful because they had a free version and so like people are still playing both those games because there's no barrier to entry you literally just download the game and just play it. Well, so, there is a barrier to entry with Ultimate Showdown. Well, Ultimate Showdown now has a barrier to entry because it's no longer free. But back when it uh, was a release, it was free. So anybody could just pick it up and play. To everybody or just PlayStation Plus? PlayStation Plus. But technically, you didn't pay. So you're only playing PlayStation Plus. You weren't paying for the game itself. So Still money. <laughs> it is still money. But technically, we'll call it free because it was a it's one of the free games that you're given, so. Uh, freemium, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's a freemium game. And so both of those games were free, so because they're free, anybody could pick it up and anybody could play it. So right. Sega was super excited about the fact that they got a lot of people to play their game, and so they're kind of hinting that Virtual Fighter 6 might be a free-to-play game, and they're asking the question, what do you guys think about the future fighting games? Do you think that maybe free to play is the next step in our, you know, evolution? And so I think that it's a very interesting idea of like maybe the next step in fighting games is that fighting games go free to play and then what makes uh what makes fighting games like survive for long periods of time is colors, costumes, co- like, you know, characters, right, stages. And, like, the base product is free for anybody, but then, like, you pay for the characters, you pay for the costumes, you pay for the colors, you pay for the stages and such. I, th- I think if anybody's going to make that a precedent is, obviously, if Project L is successful in that model, if they end up going that mo- in that model, which I think, you know, signs they are pointing... Will. Yeah, they, it looks like it's pointing to that, uh, to that fact that they will. But we'll see to be determined. Um, full disclosure here, so I didn't watch... The round table. I just uh, collected notes from what I got from the announcement through my email. So you know about this more just based on their interactions. So um, all I have is just kind of like the details of what transpired because I, I didn't have time to watch this live um, or the archive really. So uh, just walk me through this. So this is so this is Capcom, Bandai Namco, Arc System Works, SNK, Arika, and other uh, Japanese fighting game publishers that sat down to talk about the state of fighting games and. So you just mentioned, so they just opened up, Sega opened up with the free-to-play question, future for fighting games. Um, do you remember what the other publishers said about this uh, stuff? Capcom, I think, was like very hush-hush about it. I think Capcom was like, we want to see what 
we want to see what uh you know project bell does yeah the market develop with that type of model i think arc system works said that they're they're okay with it i don't remember fully because it's been a while since i mm -hmm. watched it but right like they were okay with it harada was very like he was very off about the idea i think he was just jaded from tekken revolution yeah bad and he also said he also brought up things like fighting games are different than shooting games so that's why it's easy for shooting games to do it because he's like apex call of duty what is it warzone and fortnite are all free to game play games and they're all shooting games and i was like and they all play the same so it's easy for you to get go from one to the other and i was like harada i don't know he said later he plays fps games besides fighting games and i was like harada i don't know if you played any of those three games none of those games play the same except for the fact that they're battle royales right yeah like apex is very movement focused call of duty warzone is very like realistic and like you have to look around for sites and all that and fortnite is very much buildings are the meta so like you have to build in order to so like all three of those don't have anything in common with besides oh it's a battle royale and yeah you, you win by shooting so oh. like also Tekken Revolution I mean that was free to play but he also charged us for tickets if we ran out so you had like a certain yeah, amount two of tickets yeah like day. and you had to like beat other people up to get more tickets I mean come on you're talking that's not a good model and. I don't even remember no. if you could buy tickets. I don't even remember what the model was, but I just remember it like you can only play Tekken Revolution online for a little while and then play offline, I guess. I, actually, I don't even remember if it had offline. I, maybe you had like arcade mode, but I don't remember if there was a training mode or there, there, there might have been. There might have been training mode, but uh, yeah, dude, I like Tekken Revolution was a fun game, but it, the execution for it was off. Like, I think the, the game company that uh, fighting game like the Japanese fighting games need to look at is I hate to say it, Team Ninja with their Dead or Alive Core Fighters edition. Cause the way Core Fighters works is you get four characters for free and then they uh they have like I think a rotating cast of the other characters are free. Killer Instinct did the same every, thing on Xbox. Yeah. So that's a great way because yeah. you get you can get like four characters that are free. The rest are rotating for free. So you can always try out a new character. And if you if you find out that X character is great, just get the character. Yeah. Or you can get a character pack, which gets all of your characters together. And then there you go. So that's a I better think, model for sure. Yeah, that's a way better model than what because then you can play as much as you want, but you're locked to certain characters because you didn't pay for the game. You know, you're playing free, but you can play as long as you want and as many times as you want. Yeah, I think they're waiting for Riot to come out with Project L, see how that model works. And then, like, if um, if they do what I think they are capable of with that model in a space like fighting games, I think everybody might follow eventually. Not right away, but But eventually, eventually. the free-to-play model with a... Yeah. I, it, it's also interesting that the fighting game community is always kind of hampering about how it's expensive to be in the fighting game community because... You have to pay $60 for the base game, $20 for the season pass, $20 extra dollars for the season pass again. Like, once the game gets old, you're, you're looking at $200 to catch up with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's, that, that is a very interesting question. Now, this, uh, this roundtable had, obviously, a bunch of publishers in it, and they've all had announcements of some sort. 
Uh, I kind of want to go over all of them, so we'll we'll read one, kind of talk about how we how, what we think about it, and then uh, move on to the next one. And mm-hmm. then obviously Arc System Work was there, but Arc System Work also had another announcement that was standalone that actually came before. So this this happened on March. 21st, uh, but Arc System Works also reveals some stuff on March 19th, but uh, we'll, we'll handle the roundtable first. Um, here's SNK, so this is coming off the heels of Team Garo in uh, uh, KOF 15, which obviously included Rock Howard, B. Janet, and Gato. Um, Omega, hold on, how do you say this name? Because I saw, there was something on Twitter, I saw, how do you say this character's name? I'm American. I say, Ru- I say Rugal, but I, I've heard of Rugal. See, I'm American. I say Rugal, <laughs> but I, I think it's Rugal. People say Rugal. I mean, if you want to be technical. I still say Angel's, Angel. I still say yeah, Angel. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Angel's not actually her name. It's on hell. Yeah. But like, I won't fault you for saying Angel. I'll just say, yeah, on hell is pretty cool. Yeah. I won't, I won't say you're saying it wrong. I'll just say. People get mad though. People get really mad when you say Angel. And listen, I think Rugal is funny. I want to say Rugal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny frugal name. Is frugal. Um, but anyway, I SNK SNK announced uh, Omega Rugal. Let's say that. Uh, okay, we'll we'll do that. And uh, he'll be coming to KOF 15 next month. It's a free DLC character. That's cool. Free DLC. Uh, he'll be available to all players on all platforms beginning April 14th, 2022. Uh, two more announcements that follow this one was a special boss challenge mode featuring a souped-up version of uh, Omega Rugal will be added to the game, and uh, a balance update will also be coming sometime in May of this they year. Basically, they basically said, oh, you guys are complaining about how our SNK bosses aren't hard? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want the old school SNK boss? Okay, we got you. Yeah. No worries. Uh, what do you think about uh, Rugal slash Rugal Bernstein? I think Mexico is in flames right now. Yeah, I saw that. They're banning cabinets and shit. <laughs> or not cabinets, but they're putting, you know... Pieces of paper and be like, don't play this character or whatever. Oh my god, I I've heard the horror stories and uh in like Chile and stuff like that where like you get stabbed if you pick Rugal. Oh yeah, yeah. They they do not play around. They don't mess around. You picking Rugal, you're getting stabbed. And I was like, okay, come on, man. Like he's not that busted. Mm-hmm. People uh, do not like to get genocide cuttered. You th- best best villain in KOF, you think? Or are you Team Orochi? I kind of don't like Orochi. Orochi is just a monster. He's like some monster spirit of the earth that hates humans. Yeah. Okay, cool, whatever. Rugal is an actual person. He's sick. I like him. And he also got lasers, too, so I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I like his, also, uh, I like his red suit version better. He's, like, classy, you know, he's pretty, yeah, pretty sick looking. Yeah, I, I kind of am upset that you don't, you don't get that. But I do like the fact that if you beat Omega Rugal... When you play as Rugal, you can get the Omega Rugal like outfit mm-hmm. if you beat him. I think that's a really nice little touch where it's like, hey, you know, you can play Rugal, but if you beat Omega Rugal, you get the stage and you get like the Omega Rugal outfit. I, that's like a nice little, yeah. hey, go play this. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool announcement. I like the fact that they're putting it out for free because mm-hmm. we already know. So the next uh, team for the season pass is. Um, uh, Billy Kane, Geese Howard, and um, Team Southtown. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Yamazaki, right? Yep. So to put a free DLC, I think that that's great. Uh, so cool by SNK. Listen, I still won't buy the game until uh, 
SNK has been doing a lot of good stuff. Like, they have. I remember they did that same thing when, uh, was it, Sam Show was coming out. They had a how Maro's little brother was free DLC. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. And also, this is something I've, this is a good, good, good on you, SNK. I've been hearing that if you are doing any tournament with an SNK game and it gets up to 16 players, if, if there's more, you can say there's more. Right. But if it has 16 players, you can literally talk to SNK and they will gift you free publicity. They will gift you money for the tournament. Yep. And they'll gift you high res images of the game you're playing to use as advertisement. So you now have like the high res images for your like tournament advertisement for the game. Yeah. We as remember we, we have... talked about that two weeks ago with Capcom saying yeah, no, so, no base the opposite basically like no exactly <laughs> you pay so, us <laughs> you pay us not we pay you so uh, i i i still i still talk about that because like i've seen people like now i've been on twitter i've seen people say oh hey we're doing an snk tournament and then i'll see snk be like hey check out this tournament i'm like right. what they right. actually are listening to these guys <laughs> yeah uh yeah snk you know they uh they're doing some good stuff and uh so far so good seems like ko15 is in has a, has a bright future so far. Rock is also fun, but then again, that's me being based. I'm a B Janet guy more so than uh, than the other two characters in Ga- in Gar Mark of the Wolves, but uh, Rock's cool, I guess. Okay, Arc System Works was the next up, and it was Arc System Works and Neopol technically. Nexon, shout out to Nexon, uh, and Maple Story. So they announced the official inclusion. For DNF Duel to the Arc World Tour in 2022 as a secondary game to Guilty Gear Strive, which will feature over $1,000 or $100,000 in the total prize pool, which is still pretty small when you compare it to most, you know, pro circuits or whatever. I uh, will say, though, that the $100,000 prize pool is not split because Guilty Gear each? Strive also, each has oh, $100,000. Okay, so. You get $100,000 if you win Guilty Gear Strive, and you get $100,000 if you win DNF Duel. So, I mean, if Otachi, if Otachi gets really good at DNF Duel, he can come out of the of Arc Revo with uh, $200,000 in the bank. Well, he would have to well, win not every... Really yeah, he would have to win every single tournament. And, and aren't there, like, qualifiers that you have to, like... You can't... Yeah, there's, yeah. there's qualifiers. But still, I mean... Really, per region, you're probably capped at a certain amount, which who knows how much it is, but, you know. If it was up to Capcom, it would be two thousand dollars. Hey. Anyway, they also oh. revealed Ghostblade and Mechanic as uh, character classes in the upcoming game. You're a you're also, a you're a DFO guy. Have you ever played any of those characters? I'm not a DFO guy. I'm well, so you've sorry. played it. I mean, I've, I've I played it. Yeah, you're right. Um, I haven't played Ghostblade or Mechanic. I've seen them being played. I will say this. I did also see the official cover art. I will send you a picture of it. I actually saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. They revealed another character besides those, and then they also had a villain that was removed from the game in the background. So I don't know if they're going to reintroduce that villain. They are making a new version of DOF, and they're also making, what is it, Dungeon Fighter Mobile. So, yeah, it was Enchantress who was the person that was added to the... uh, so, I mean, we might get Enchantress as a character, too. Hmm. So, you know, that's cool. I like yeah. that. I like um, their roster so far. I think I think the roster is good. Solid. I think if there's one thing I'm going to complain about 
is that the movement is very slow for the game. Like, I, I didn't play the beta. I can't really comment on it, but uh, I heard that sentiment before. Characters play really well. I think they need to do another thing, which is, this sounds weird. The cancel system's sick, but the cancel system's really not well implemented the way they thought it was. Because mm. they thought everyone's going to be doing these cool, sick combos and like stuff. The way it works is that you have white health and you have red health. And when you get hit by certain moves, you gain white health. Okay. And then you can use that white health to do cancels. Oh. But there are characters that do combos that you'll gain like a ton of white health and then they'll end the combo and then you lose all that white health. And it's like, okay, well, now I can't do those sick combos. So I'm thinking what they should do is they should do what uh, our people originally thought was what you can sacrifice health to do combos. Uh, and okay. I think, and then like you have like a little timer which stops you from like doing so many combos in a row. I think that would be well a much better implementation than the white health because the white health certain moves will delete your white health. Right. And, and within like three hours of me playing the game, people were doing combos that would just delete your white health just so you wouldn't have the, a way to like do conversions. Yeah, you definitely need depth in a in a system based fighting game before it gets found out and then you kind of lose all interest because if you know that's usually what happens when a game gets figured out way too early that's when people are like well i'm not gonna play this anymore because i already know what happens so mm -hmm. and also i will say that uh the speed so like the game's fun to play DF it's not an air dasher right you can't air dash you can't air dash but no. so movement is very stilted like everyone's like doing a lot of crazy attacks and all that and then like you get back in neutral and then it's like okay now that we're in neutral we need to run at each other but this run speed's very slow so it's gonna take a while but then you get back into the action but like yeah is this thing. is mmo grambler you're telling me uh kind of i do i do like the fact that if you actually do the inputs for magic you you don't use as much mana which means that you can do more magic Okay. But, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Um, On to the next one, which was... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't say the most important thing about oh, the yeah. Uh We learned of the game's official release date, which uh, will be coming on June 28th, 2022. So that's... They said summer. This is uh, early summer, right? The, I, yeah, thought, I thought this might be August, but June 28th is pretty good. I think that it's kind of weird that this does not... This was not on Evo, because... TNF Duel's announcement was known by Evo. I don't know why they didn't. I'm sure they know. did. Yeah, I'm sure they knew it. Because Jabail even said it himself. He's like, we know ahead of time when a game comes out. Like, game companies will tell major tournaments organizers, our game comes out before you know your tournament. Do you want to add it into it? So Evo knew that DNF Duel was coming out. So why didn't they just put who do it you, in? Who do you cannibalize to? Who would I cannibalize? Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 because but Mortal Kombat 12 is going to be announced there. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why Mortal Kombat 11 has to be there because they they need a reason, right? Play, let's play Mortal Kombat 11, and then now Ed Boon's going to come out on stage and say, "Hey, look at Katana." Whatever. Okay. Well, then I I I wouldn't I wouldn't remove Grand Blue because it needed its it. This is the moment where it finally got its time to shine. Do you remove Melty? Yeah. Melty. Honestly. Because Melty has more opportunities. It has Climax of Night. It's always going to be at Climax of Night. 
It's got CEO. It wasn't even the main game in the climax of the night. What are you talking about? Old Melty was, was the main game, which was still a stupid decision, in my opinion. But it's, whatever. It's whatever. You got you got CEO. You got, you know, Texas Revolution or Texas Showdown. Showdown, yeah. There's multiple places where Melty can be. I mean, if I were to cut one game, I'd probably be Melty. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't cut Grand Blue again. And the sole reason is because Grand Blue is snuffed and it deserves its spot. Yeah, this is a weird year to So Melty is a new game and you, at least you would hope it would have one appearance. Grand Blue got robbed of its appearance by a pandemic. Skullgirls never got its appearance and the one the one time it got robbed it's it got its appearance online, it got robbed of it of a pandemic. And I don't see them replacing any of the other fighters like Dragon Ball Fighters is too big. Mortal Kombat has to announce they have to be there. Striving going nowhere. Street Fighter V, of course, is not going anywhere. Tekken 7 is a mainstay. And then KOF 15 just came out this year. So who do you... It's either Skullgirls, Melty, or Grand Blue. I don't think they're, they'll do that to Skullgirls again. That's just too harsh. Grand no. Blue, you know, they had really bad luck. So do you really take it away from them? The only one I can think of is, yeah, maybe Melty. You take it away from Melty. And maybe I mean, put Melty another year, but who is to say yeah, that DNF Duel that. is not really good and then they keep on going with that game? I'm, I'm, here's the thing. You could technically remove Dragon Ball Fighters, but like you could technically. Yeah, you could. It's four years old. Why not? It is not, not only that, but you also have Skullgirls, and so you can use Skullgirls as your tag team fighting game. But even then, it's like people play, Mel, uh, people play Skullgirls at high level with one or two characters. So, like, you're not getting your 3v3 action yeah. 100% of the time. And there's no Marvel. So, uh, listen, I understand, obviously, from a financial point of view, of course you'll have Dragon Ball in there, because even though I don't believe there's a pro circuit, right, but people play Dragon Ball. They enter Dragon Ball. It's going to have players. Whereas Melty, like, I'm sure it'll have some players, but is it going to have as many as Dragon Ball, despite the fact that it's a newer game? No. Um, so if, I guess if you had to cut one... I think the reason why Melty's on there, though, is because they're going to announce Uni. You really think so? I think so. I think that the, they have Melty there because Uni's going to announce at Evo. Man, that's a hot take if I ever heard one. I don't think, I don't think Undernight is... They already said they're making another Undernight. So, I mean, what better way to announce, hey, we're making, we have the next Undernight. They'll there? put it in, in some obscure-ass type moon magazine in Japan that only is in the third subway station and whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm upset about? Is that they announced that four characters were going to be revealed for Melty. And after the first two, what happened? I don't know. Hey, they were free, though. They were free. I will say they were free, but what happened to the other two characters on that season pass? You announced the season pass and then you just just disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't know. Yeah. Uh I'm well, no, actually we'll talk about that at the end of the show, but there there is a tournament coming up uh official by Melty Blood and they'll uh, they'll probably talk about it there, so. Um, okay. But yeah, DNF duel coming June 28th. No Evo, but it's a part of the Arc World Tour. So that's cool. Um, the next one up on deck is Capcom, and uh, they announced Street Fighter V's definitive update, which will be released on March 29th, 2022. Here is uh, what fans can expect from the game's final update. Uh, major balance changes for what is presumed all characters. They only showed um, 
a subsect of them, but uh, I would assume that everybody's getting some sort of balance change. And uh, for the most part, it seemed major. Like it did seem like a lot of the gameplay is, is going to be different for some of these characters. Links and certain combo routes and stuff like that. Uh, cell shading filter and a pixel filter for offline only modes. So that's pretty that cool. Pixel fil- that pixel filter made my eyes hurt. Yeah, I don't like that one. I like the cell shading one better. Um, but hey, it's, I guess, as offline long as you can't, only. yeah, as long as you can't use it um, online. And I'm sure that in tournaments, they'll, they won't allow it. Maybe the cell shading one, but not the pixel one. Yeah, that pixel one was kind of whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, new tracksuit colors. I guess that's a thing. I don't know who asked for it, but that's a thing. Uh, and Cap Jam's remixes in-game. So That's got, really nice. I yeah. like that they did that. Because some, some of those remixes are actually really good. They turn the, like the certain dance songs. Theme? And, yeah, they turn certain songs. It's I love how they turn certain songs that are not that didn't need jazz into jazz themes. And I was like, you know, honestly, the jazz version is actually pretty good. Not going to lie. It is. Uh, I didn't take a look at the price for this. I don't believe it is I'm pretty free? sure there's going to be an upgrade plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the balance changes will be free, but uh, cell shading, tracksuit colors, and cap jam remix probably won't be. So um, they'll probably bundle it all with, uh, you know, they'll have Street Fighter V Champion Edition, Ultimate Edition, something like that. Final Edition. Final Edition, yeah. So uh, that's it for Capcom. You know, we, we kind of see what was going to happen, what, what was going to uh, go with Street Fighter V. We knew that, you know, obviously Street Fighter Six got announced, Street Fighter V, final uh, final update. So we got two more companies here. Sega is the next one, and they announced the Virtual Fighter V Ultimate Showdown will be collaborating with uh, Bandai Namco's Tekken, featuring the Tekken series costumes for the game's characters, and that's available for purchase on PlayStation, but free if you have PlayStation Now. I don't even know what PlayStation Now is. That's a streaming service? It's their multiplayer access service. So, you know, Xbox Live? Yeah. That's what it is. Wait, it doesn't come with PlayStation Plus? So, you know how Xbox Live is how you can play online on Xbox? Yeah. That's what PlayStation Plus is. is so, what, can play what's, online with... what's PlayStation Now then? Oh, PlayStation Now is their streaming service. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought I said. Play- that's what I think you meant to say PlayStation Plus and not PlayStation Now. Because I oh. think that's what they're Okay. PlayStation Plus will also give you free stuff. So it's I, not just you're paying for online. You also get like free games and free stuff. I think I got it from their trailer though, unless they made a mistake. Because I think at the end of the trailer it says it's free with PlayStation Now, not Plus. So uh, I think it's gonna be plus. Somebody made a mistake, and uh if it's me, then I blame Sega. Because I think I, <laughs> I got it off of their uh uh, thing. But yeah, PlayStation Plus would make more sense. So yeah, you get Tekken costumes and Virtua Fighter. And then what you said at the top of the show would, you know, them hopefully coming back with six, maybe free to play. Give. And also Harada said, hey, you guys are on our chopping block again. Yep. Y'all yep. come back. So, okay, we're going to we're going to have our rivalry again. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's great. Um. Last but not least, Arika announced that uh, Fighting X Layer Another Dash will be receiving a netcode update for the Nintendo Switch on April 1st, 2022. And no, this is not an April Fool's joke. So we, we, we got the netcode update on Steam, but we don't have Another Dash. We just have Fexel. Well, Fexel Another Dash is basically Fexel for Switch. Yeah. 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 And I don't now, know, is Nintendo like funding that? Is that why it's only on Switch? I don't know. 
I think it's just that was because they had to remove certain aspects or change certain aspects. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've never really looked into what another dash is or what the changes to another dash is. But me neither. I just know that I just know that hey, it's their switch version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you close it out. You said so, uh, people showed off yeah, cool stuff. Some yeah. So everybody was told to show off cool memorabilia that are based on video games. And so certain people would pull out their their video games that were licensed by teams, sports teams. There was a person who pulled out a one in five version of like Street Fighter three EX that only five people own. He has one of them and was also in its original plastic casing, too. So like damn vintage that thing will when he sells that thing as a collectible. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is going to go out up through the roof. Um, Daisuke Ishitar did not listen to what he people asked. And so he was just like, oh, we're showing cool memorabilia? Let me go and show off this Queen album signed by everybody from Queen. Even Freddie? Yeah, even Freddie Mercury had That's signed That's sick. It. Now, I'm going to say this. Y'all, are, uh, y'all were giving Daisuke shit because he, he actually lost. Uh, so what they did was they made it like certain... There was, Offline and online were the teams, uh-huh. and he was on team online, and he cost them a point because he didn't understand. I was like, "Y'all are <laughs> shitting on my man Daisuke." If I were, if I was shown an actual original copy of like Sheer Heart Attack with all of the band members signed, that I'd have been flipping, I'd have been popping off too. That's sick, well, man. Damn. Yeah. Why you gotta do him like that? Yeah, Harada showed off uh, what art artwork from the original Tekken of like characters that were never added into the game and how like certain characters look. There right. was Walrus Man. Damn, that's neat. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the uh, the battle director for Capcom, the new one, he showed off his like Street Fighter 2, the movie script that he had. Like he had like the comics, the pages and all that. And he was given that. He wasn't he he worked his ass off to get that. They didn't give it to him because they're like, "Hey, you work here at Capcom." He earned that, so that's really cool. Mm, damn, that's there's other there's other cool stuff that were shown, but like those are the ones that came off the pop, top of my head. Yeah, very nice. I like I like the uh, publisher roundtable. They you know I, obviously they they're doing more of them. Uh, I think it's cool, especially every now and again. Now they post like, sort of post pandemic. Like cool. Yeah, yeah, they like to do it. And they said that they want to do a live one where they. They all come together. They have it live for everybody to see. And then like they can just shoot the shit and drink. They should do a panel at Evo. That'd be great. That that would be really cool. I mean Yeah. yeah. If Why not? nowhere else, Evo or CEO. True. Yeah. All righty. Um speaking of Arxis. Yeah, this I'll is this, this is your one. domain. So uh this go is ahead. my baby. Mm-hmm. So on March 19th, 2022, following Arc Revo America's 2021 uh, finals, Arc System Works reveals Testament as the final character release for Guilty Gear Strive's first season. The character Stub, the elegant Green Reaper, will be released on March 28th for season pass owners and on March 31st for everyone else. I don't like How that, I'm by the way. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that whole thing. Eh, it's I'm, okay. I'm Keep going. That's now. just my, that's my, my pitch. Yeah, yeah, I get it. However, Arc System Works was not done. They also revealed that there's a free update for a digital figure mode, which from Exerd, where you can go, which the this new digital figure mode is way more advanced than the one in Exerd. I saw the trailer. It's pretty neat. Yeah, they 
when I saw the trailer for it, like you were able, you were not as you were not able to like jumble the the scenes and the characters as much as you can here. Mm-hmm. So like they really put in a lot of effort into this digital figure mode. Yeah, it's neat. So just, just yeah. uh, paint it people for people who are listening. Uh, so you can take like bo- like character models and put them in different poses and backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. So you can. So what you do is when you're fishing, you can fish characters, you can fix expressions, stages, and all that, and then you can go into digital figure mode and you can like put in stuff. So like let's say you wanted to to do a cool little slash moment mm-hmm. where you know like soul bad guys doing uh you know heavy mob cemetery, and then you have doing you know ride the lightning and then you have like a class you can make that as a thing yeah that's so, really neat you can like, like yeah. uh i'm assuming can you take snapshots of that and make like wallpapers of yeah okay yeah you could do you can make snapshots they had a they they showed that you can make a snapshot of anything you can have like all the characters all like originally you can do a lot of cool stuff in sign and then in in rev 2 they made it where like you can now have stages but this you can now have like a bunch of characters because I remember in Sign or in Strive, I mean, not in Strive, Exit Rev 2, you could have up to like a certain amount of characters on a stage. But then in this video, they showed like eight people on the on a, a figurine. So that means they're really upping how much creativity you can do. That's great. Mm-hmm. They also announced season two of the game featuring four characters. And another story, by the way. Yeah, and also another story, which will be in April. Yeah. So you will. Which is going to be cool. I I kind of I'm a very story oriented person, so I'll be interested in watching that. They uh, they also announced season two of the game, which will have four characters as opposed to the original first season's five, but with the caveat that the reason why it's four instead of five is that crossplay will be in, is going to be in season two. Very and nice. Also even yeah, and also in the fighter in in the fighting game roundtable, they announced that the crossplay will have a beta. Before season two. Oh, great, great. That's great. I didn't know that. Cool. So they, you could test out the crossplay before it becomes a thing in season two. No official date on that yet, right? Just still no official date. Just yeah. Sometime this year. Yeah. So though the announcement by Arc System Works will extremely calculated by from a marketing perspective, definitely fired up reactions online from fighting games. Oh, it did. Fans. It certainly did. We learned that according to new details from Arc System Works, Testament is neither na- male or female. They are NB, aka non-binary. So that became a whole thing. They're also now voice. Their American English voice actor is actually a voice actress and is a trans female. Oh. So that's another nice like inclusion. She also will voice. She not only voices Testament in the English voice act. She also voices the succubuses too. Hmm, interesting. Or the succubi. So you know that's a really nice thing. And what I think is interesting, I got- I'll, I'll say this. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you think? The, I just want to say the, uh, there was a really funny moment in Discord where Toby, who is a Testament player and, and plus R, he said, oh, I guess now, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but <laughs> he said, oh, I guess now they're keeping the two lesbians in the cage. <laughs> That's what he said, talking about the two, the two succubi. <laughs> you know, it's funny uh, when they announced the, when they announced the character, like, like the character breakdown. You know how one succubus is like telling you to come here. Mm-hmm. If you send the crow, you're sending the second succubus. And when they, when the crow and the other one, the blood succubus combine, you actually see them do a little dance, and then they like they fly off. That's neat. what I think is really cool is that like the crow succubus will turn into a flock of feathers, while the the sickle succubus turns into blood. 
Very nice. So I was like, that's a really cool little, yeah, a nice attention to detail. Um, yeah, it's really cool. But, I, and also, but Japanese dub, just to go back on Testament, um, the whole non-binary thing. That's the, I think that was the first clue of of people on Twitter and shit being like. This is n- neither male or female because the the confirmation from Arxis came later, right? But when we got the, so. the the two initial trailers in English, it sounded like a man, like or like a male voice, right? And mm-hmm. then in Japanese, it sounded like a woman. And then the redesign of the character, I didn't know. I thought I initially when I saw the redesign of the character, I initially thought it was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came out with that info. I think what's interesting is that they confirmed that. Testament was always supposed to be androgynous, but they don't have a word. So what I think is weird is that Japan doesn't have a word for non-binary. Right. So they were kind of using like weird Japanese-esque words to to signify that he was androgynous. But then they just said, you know what? He's just agender. Okay? He's ambiguous. He has no gender. He surpassed gender. He's testament is just testament. That's it. Okay. That's great. Um and the only point that I said this, and I said this on Twitter, that's why you brought up Ernesto, right? I said that this whole non-binary testaments gender conversation has really overshadowed the other news. One which in was particular crossplay. was crossplay, which I thought to be was the bigger deal because, um, as well as the DNFD release date, like I don't, I didn't see them. Many people talk about that um, when that stuff happened. Now, I before we get to testament, listen, testament. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the character. I think they're not really for me, but cool that people play Testament now they have the character in the game. I have a couple of things I want to say here. I want to start with crossplay. That shit's hard to do, man. That's not easy because Sony's is difficult to work with when it comes to crossplay. Uh, they want a lot of money to be able to cross platform uh, with a game, especially one that they're invested in. So good job on Arxis to get that done because it's an important feature for fighting games we definitely need it for our for our uh, population and I mean you got to give him props on it this was a big big move and what's interesting is that when they first announced Guilty Gear Strive they didn't announce rollback so people begged for them to add rollback and they're like okay we added rollback mm-hmm. they didn't have the tag mode that they said they were going to have we still don't have tag mode yeah, and the first thing they did was they didn't add tag mode. They added crossplay, which was something that people asked. People weren't asking for tag mode yet. No, some people were like, "We want to play tag mode, but we think crossplay is more important." And so they said, "You know what? That's true. Let's let's put crossplay in first, and then we can deal with tag mode later." That's yeah. a really good, like a really good move. Yeah, no, that's great. I do want to applaud them to that because that is not easy to do, even with a Japanese company like Arc System Works. Working with Sony on something like crossplay, which traditionally they don't really go with. I mean, they had to uh, fight tooth and nail back when uh, uh, you had Rocket League try to push for crossplay. That took forever. And um, Sony finally budged. And again, with Fortnite, so it's really hard to work with Sony on shit like that. So the fact that they managed to get it done, especially so early in the game's life cycle, um, great for them. So good job by Arxis. I really commend them on that one. Yep. And also, season two apparently is going to have major character rework and rebalancing, which means that the thing that I said a long time ago, which is Guilty Gear Strive is on season one. People don't talk about Guilty Gear Exert Sign a lot because that game was ass. People talk about Rev 2 a lot. And we're on season one of Strive. We're not on season three of Strive. And so if season two is going to change the characters, Strive could potentially become a new game in season two. 
Good. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for new characters, crossplay. I don't have to boot up my PS4 anymore to go into a tournament. I can just boot up my PC, which I'm already booted up anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely a, I, I think a great addition to the game. The game was already doing well, so they're they're winning a lot. Yeah. Um the other thing here, right? And I'm going to be very careful with the way I word this. Go the, for it. The the testament situation. Um I don't want to get political on this podcast. It's not the not the place for it. But uh, if you want to get political, you can go to my Twitter feed at brokenwing seven 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 underscore, and you can give all the the political BS on my. I'll answer everything you want. Yeah, um, but as you're saying, I, so I, I'm not trying to do that here. And listen, I I my motto is live and let live. Like I don't really care. Like my brother's gay. I think he's a really cool person. Like I I I, I don't really know much about the whole LGBT. I don't know the rest of the acronyms, but I know there's more. I don't know too much about it. Um, QIA is what you're missing. QIA. And so I don't know a lot about this stuff. What I do know is that I found that anytime I see them on Twitter, and obviously Twitter as a platform is really toxic, no matter who it is. Um, But the FGC, at least on Twitter, has a very big, uh, not very big, maybe just a vocal part of the scene that is very much in support of the these type of rights, right? The pronoun rights, the um, all this this type of thing. This whole I don't know what to call it, this movement. I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when this came, obviously it overshadowed everything else because people were really excited about it. This is the only uh, issue that I have. I mean, I don't care if testament is is not a male or not a woman, whatever. I mean, I. It is what it is. Like I, it, it doesn't make or break anything for me. I'm like, cool, whatever. It's testament. Um, if I got to say they now, it's they. But here's the issue that I have, especially with the subsect of the FGC that is into this movement. I find them to be incredibly hostile when people even mess up a little bit. And it doesn't have to be intentional. For example... You just were talking about testament, and this this is not the first thing that this is not the first time this happened. This happened in our Discord as well. Uh, Pyro was talking about testament, saying how the character is really cool and saying and really saying good things about the character, but he said he a couple of times in his sentences, and then we have you know people say actually it, it's they, so make sure you're you're good right with that there, because I, I've seen on Twitter already people being super toxic about this shit and like nobody has said anything yet but people on twitter were saying if you can't get behind non-binary then you can get out and i was like why does it have to be so hostile already when i didn't see anybody say shit people were just like oh so testament is this now but the the hostility and the toxicity and the vitriol that i thought that it it spouted i was like man i like i don't i don't want to deal with this in video games like why does it have to be this way but um and uh, so I, I added a I added a statement about that because so Punk made a statement saying what who cares about the 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 gender if the cool character is cool the character is cool move on and so I I stated that I was like I made a thread about it it got a lot of people in there because I also have people that are trans and non-binary that follow me which uh-huh. I appreciate them I don't 
I don't try to start stuff. I support them. You know, I support everybody. I'm one of those very inclusive people that it's like, I mean, people are people. If you're cool with me. Yeah. If you're, pe- you're people, you're people. It doesn't matter what you identify as. Yeah. As long as you're cool, I'm cool. And so it, me and me and them got into a conversation about it where they were like, well, we try to be very kind when we say that, but it, and I said, well, yeah, what you're are, you say that you're being kind, but the way you type it, cause we're on Twitter, we're not talking face to face. So because we're not talking face to face, we don't get the reflection of your voice. Right. So while you could say they're, they, them, they're not, he, please get it right. You could be saying that kindly, or you can have, you could say that on, on Twitter with kind intentions, but because it's Twitter, we don't get your inflection of your tone. So we think you're being hostile towards us. And so but there's, I, I had that I, I've also seen them. examples of people, I mean, already going from zero to 100 being like, if you can't accept this or if you can't say this or if you can't uh, get behind or if, or if you are tilted because of this, then get the fuck out or whatever. I was like, I don't know who, who was doing that. Because first of all, it's a fictional character. And second of all, if you're going to be like toxic, toxic in general, I mean, I guess you shouldn't be a part of the community, but like, I just didn't like the fact that already there was this, uh, weird movement to try to cancel people without people having done anything. So this is what I was saying in discord. This could be something that I could see people try to cancel other people for like Colin Testament, he Colin Testament, she Colin Testament, whatever instead of they, them, which I guess is, is now the official pronoun, despite the fact that this is a, a fictional character and despite the fact that for years we thought that this was he because nobody said otherwise and we just took it for what we saw, I've already seen a, a small portion of the FGC and like, listen, Pyro in our Discord is a great guy. You know, he wouldn't, I don't, I like, I've known him through the Discord for like two years now. I don't see him trying to be malicious to anybody, but just using that wrong pronoun without even like, and he was applauding the character. I was like, wow, look at all this great stuff. He has this great and this looks awesome. And I love his new redesign and stuff like that. But just using those pronouns made people like, you know, flip the script and it'll be like, whoa, like don't say that shit because it almost like you're a bad person. You said it's like, it's, it's tough, especially, you know, you were talking about how you just had your birthday, 27. I'm 28 myself. I think for us, that are a little older that didn't grow up with this type of stuff, um, like they, them, like that's not singular for us, right? That's, it's plural. We, we're, we're used to, for those words to mean multiple people. So it is a little hard for me to kind of wrap my brain about saying they, them. I had an example like that when I was praising Sonic Fox about being, I think Pringle and I were both talking about Sonic Fox, about how, you know, uh, good they do at striving stuff. But we said he because we didn't know, right? And we got flamed on that, despite the fact that we were saying, wow, he's such a good player. Like he, he can play anything. And, but because but we, use, yeah. And people didn't even listen to anything we were saying. They just heard the he and they were like, nah, fuck that guy. Cause he's uh whatever. Uh, a they. Yeah. He's a they. He said, he said that he is now a they. He identifies as they, which is again, cool. I said that it's cool. That Testament is Testament. Testament's not a he, testament not a she, testament is testament. Just don't blame people for saying that. Just say, hey, like, I think whenever, like, you remember how I said whenever 
you people say angel and I'll say on hell instead. Right. That's a great way to say it. So instead of like saying that you're wrong and flaming them, just say, yeah, you're right. They are cool. No, now notice how I didn't say he is cool. I mm. said they are cool. Just say the correct way and make it in a sentence without having to like burn people. And if I, I don't know, I just that's just how I was raised. I was raised yeah. where you don't have to burn people for saying using the wrong sentence or something. You just correct them politely. Like you don't have to like if you're going to tell them that they are they, you could say, hey, I know that you think that they're he, but they are they now. They identify as they. You don't you see how I didn't teach I didn't burn you for saying he or she? Yeah. I just don't see that happen a lot, especially in the FGC and then that type of uh medium where like people will it seems like the I don't I'm a, I'm sure it's probably comes from vitriol from past experience. Like I'm sure that that specific demographic has been has had a hard time and they've been perhaps bullied in the past. So they take, yeah, they, they take it out on everybody. Uh, but the cancel culture stuff I think has to stop because I would hate to see good people that make simple mistakes that, you know, they're not used to this type of thing. Like, I I mean, like I just mentioned, like I, I, me growing up, they, them meant plural. So like, Mm -hmm. I have to like kind of rewrap my brain about like, Oh, now it's, it's just they, as in like that person, uh, it takes time. Like, I know it sounds silly, but it does take time. Um, so I just don't want to see people that make honest mistakes be bundled with people who are being deliberately ignorant by saying he, she, when it's they, because they want to offend versus people who clearly are just inexperienced with using those type of words. So I just don't want to see people get canceled over something, especially like this, which I just saw a lot of that reaction on Twitter of being like, if you can't get behind it, fuck you and blah, blah, blah. It's like, do we have to go there immediately? Can't we just like, I don't know. Yeah. Be and kind. Like I said, like I said on my, like I said, I was, I was trying to bring it up. Like we both came to the, the conclusion that what's funny is at the end of the thread, we both came to the conclusion that like, you don't have to be mean just, and if like, you don't say anything, you're not really for us or against us. So don't really do anything. We, bo- we both came up to that a conclusion that like, just say they, like it's it's not going to be that bad, but yeah. I I came in with the idea of like you don't have to attack people, you can just correct them. Like you could, like if I were to be told, "Hey, Sonic Fox is a really cool character. I think he's really cool." I I would just go and say, "Yeah, I think Sonic Fox is a really cool character. They they put in a lot of effort and work into themselves. You see, I corrected you, but I didn't tell you you're wrong." Yeah. And it slips sometimes, like, it's just, you know... Yeah, it's it's something that slips, because we were raised in an era where no one ever said they, them, we, us. We were told he or she, that was it. Yeah. That was all we had, was he or she. We didn't have they, them, we didn't have a gender, we didn't really have... Like, there was transsexuals, but, like, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now in the modern day, so it's very difficult for people... Or at least talked about, yeah. Yeah, or talked about. So it's very difficult for us to go from... We know who you are, To You could be anything. And now we're respecting the idea that you can be anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it takes time. Like, for example, today, I accidentally went the wrong route going home. I went to the old route. And then I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I live this way now. Right. You see, it, it, old, old habits die hard. But we are trying to understand you. We're not trying to attack you. We're yeah. not trying to defame you. 
give us time. And, you know, I understand that you're jaded because it makes sense. Like people in that community were very bullied. They're very like attacked. So I understand the vitriol that they like, this is our time to shine. Why are you taking this from us? We're not trying to take this from you. What we're trying to do is we're trying to accept your culture. Please give us a chance to accept you, you know? Yeah, it's it, it will. It's going to take time. And I just hope people have patience with other people online when if they'll make simple mistakes like uh, we all have with this type of thing. So, you know, I I mean, I'm a straight white male. I'm assuming, right? These, these days you have to assume. You can't just say, but I'm assuming you're. I'm a straight, yeah. cisgendered Hispanic. Yeah. So it's, but we didn't have to like say that back in the day. None of us had to say cis gender or straight. We would just, yeah. you would assume you're either straight or gay and that's it. Right. Move on. So, but now, now, now there are to... more rules. So I gotta, I gotta figure out what the rules are and then play by them. But let me learn the playbook <laughs> before, you know, you, <laughs> no. before you cancel me for that shit, because I think it's unfair when you might be really into that stuff and you might be caught up to everything that's supposed to be done correctly. But for a lot of us, this is our first experience of that type of thing. And I understand that the FGC has been inclusive for a long time, but we don't all hang out in the same local circle, right? Like we're not, we're not all playing the same games and some scenes are different than others. So now that we have these bridging games like Strive, like KOF 15, like uh, hopefully Project L, then... Mortal Kombat 11 well, and Smash. Like those are games that like they have big audiences that bridge yeah. people to other games. So just be patient, y'all, because uh, this shit might not look hard, but for some of us it is. So It really is. But that's pretty much so, it for the news. Uh, Broken, we're going to skip Topic of the Week again. Back-to-back weeks, we're skipping Topic of the Week. We, we've gone over, but this one was my fault because, uh, yeah, I messed up the show notes. No worries, no worries. We'll roll it back. Uh, yeah. Round three, Hollywood Mail. Hollywood Mail time. Let's go. So what? Jam on Discord asks, how disappointed are you guys about season one of Guilty Gear Strives DLC and why is DNFD still <laughs> going to be so much fun? All right. I'm not disappointed in Strive's DLC. I'm disappointed in how some of the characters were picked. For example, I like Gold Lewis. I think Gold Lewis is a great character. He's a fucking mean character. I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. Like, he has zero defense options. He's all offense, and he has so many losing matches because he's all offense, no defense. And he has one special move. <laughs> yeah, well... That special move is really lit. Not well, gonna lie. It's all called Especially, the same, but so it's, it's isn't it like eight different moves, but they're all called the same name? <laughs> yeah, they're all that character was literally designed to tell Americans to stop using quarter circles to use the numeric system. Because right. I was like, How on God's green earth are you gonna tell people, hey, you gotta do quarter I mean, half circle forward, half circle back, you right. know, the front from the front to back. It, it's I was like, this was a character that was designed to tell you, you either learn numpad notation or you're going to be screwed. Right. Who would He's you cool. uh, Who would you pick? Um, wait, you're saying you're okay with the roster of season one, but you're not okay with with what exactly? So I think that. So I'm okay with the roster. What I'm going to say this: this is going to be sound very interesting and odd, but this is from my heart. 
I think they should have rearranged some of the characters in Strive's DLC when they renounced him. Because Gold Lewis, I like him. I think he's cool. He's a very American-made character that Japan plays. America okay. does not play Gold Lewis. Japan plays Gold Lewis. And they and if you see Japanese players that play Gold Lewis, they they're on another level with Gold Lewis, okay? Like they do some insane BS with them. Like Gobu. Yeah, Gobu is a great example of like how insane you can see Gold Lewis. Like yeah. everyone thought Gold Lewis in the beginning was like a weak character because nobody knew how to play Gold Lewis. Yeah. And then he beat the shit out of Eno and I was like, oh, you know, Which is my... <laughs> funny because Eno is a bad matchup for Gold Lewis. Yeah. But because again, like I said, America doesn't know how to use Gold Lewis. It doesn't matter that's a bad matchup for Gold Lewis. He can just trounce you. He's all offense. Right. I think if I were to be the one to announce the DLC list, I'd have put Jacko first. Okay. Then I'd have put Gold Lewis. Then you can go on for there. All right. Although Wait. I would put Biken, I'd have put Biken last. I'd have put Biken as the fifth character. Because of the sole purpose that Viking is number one all across the world in terms of popularity. Really? Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they did a so when Strive was first being announced and being made, they announced like the popularity poll for like what characters are popular. Everyone put Viking as number one. A lot of people put Johnny as number two, except for Japan. Japan put Bridget as number two, but Johnny was number three. So mm. Johnny is still technically a really cool character. But I would have put Biken is number five because Biken's your DLC character. You know, like this character's so cool that it doesn't matter if they're not in the base roster, people are gonna buy her, you know. Real quick, you think odds that Slayer and Johnny are in season two out of the four characters? I don't think Slayer's in season two. I think he's a season three character. I think Johnny is also not in season two. I think what is gonna happen is we're gonna probably see someone like Sin. Elfelt, Jam, and uh, Zappa. No, not Zappa. I think... Actually, I think they'll end it with Johnny. Johnny, man. Johnny should be in. Yeah. I think uh, Zappa will probably be season three. Slayer will probably be season three. And then season three might actually be the insane season where they'll bring back characters that you didn't think were going to come back, like Zappa and even Holy Order Soul. Like Maybe they'll have him come in. Yeah. What about ABBA? Bring ABBA back. I think ABBA will come back. I think because so many people, you don't understand this. You probably weren't watching Arc Revo America, were you? I was not. I was. I went on YouTube first, then I went on, t- on Twitch because I was on my phone when I was visiting my parents. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you right now, the whole chat was talking about bring ABBA back. Just keys, keys in the chat? They were like, Bam the key to bring back Abba the meme. And I was like, bruh. Abba's cool. I like Abba. Abba's cool. I'm not going to lie. But like, Abba's one of those characters that was like on Hell and Biken, where it's like, this character has a lot of popularity, but like, it's so difficult that right. like, yeah. people are going to pick her for the waifu material and that's it. And then they're going to drop her because of how difficult they are. What a, Although, great, what a great theme in XX, though. It is a great theme. I will say this. Biken's redesign made her very easy to pick up, and she's fun as hell to play. I don't yeah. care what any of the people that say Biken was butchered. If you play her, her tether system mechanic is so fun. It's so annoying to deal with, as you know, too. Like, get off. Me. Yeah. Fuck. 
<laughs> Can I say something about biking? This is not so much about biking, but some, something I've learned about myself. For some reason, I find the raspy voice, like not smoker's voice, but like the mm-hmm. raspy voice that the biking has on the, the Tommy guy. Like that's really sexy, well, that's, in my opinion. Well, that's because she's a smoker too. But yeah. that is a fair statement. <laughs> I like the fact that I like the fact that because biking is from the southern region of Japan. When they made the English voice actress for her, they gave her a southern accent to oh. insinuate that fact that she's from the South region. So I was like, that's a really cool way to like solve for what accent she has is give her a southern accent, you know? That's cool. Let me, let me, I don't know. I just find that hot <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> uh, DNFD. Why is DNFD going to be so much fun? We kind of already talked about it. I mean, uh, I can't we really already, comment. Yeah. We already explained it. I hope so it's there fun. There you go, Jam. I hope it's, it's cool. It's going to be fun. I think it just needs a little bit more time in the oven, and also I uh, think they need to change how conversion works, and then other and also speed. And other than that, that game's fun. Yeah. Um, Arrow. So Arrow had a great, great question about uh, Max's video about um, what is it called? Emergent gameplay. And you know what's interesting? What. There's a lot of so I've I've been watching a lot of people talking about that video Mm -hmm. and everyone has the way you could tell who is a competitive player and who is not a competitive player is what they said in their video. So from Deb, Brian F and I believe Lord Knight, they're all competitive players. They said looseness is not good because then it makes the competitive scene very bad because there's so many things that you need to worry about that just overcomplicate the game, right? Yep. So they, all three of them, they're competitive players. So their competitive mindset behind looseness and emerging gameplay is it doesn't really help the game. It's fluff when there's no need for fluff and it can make the game actually very difficult because while yes, it's an option because it's fluff, you're probably not going to see it unless someone's trying to use that emerging gameplay to distract you. you know? mm. I'll have to watch the video. Uh, I'm not... I'll send you those videos from Brian F. and Lord Knight yeah. and, and from Max. But all of them, you, you'll, you'll notice that Maximilian's not a competitive player. He doesn't compete anymore. No. And so he likes fluff because, you know, he's one of those people that, like, he's not competitive, so he he doesn't care about the competition of the game right? because he doesn't care about competitive aspects. He wants fluff, you know? And so you get, you get this idea of I'm competitive. I'm in the competitive mindset. I don't care about the fluff. You can add fluff for all I care, but it's not going to really add anything to the game. You know, like, sure. I'd be okay with slashback back in the game, but it's not a necessary thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. We'll talk about I, it. I, this is what I want to do with this thing. Is I uh, so this, I thought it was a great question that Arrow asked, uh, and um, I had a bit of a busier week than I anticipated. So this is what we'll do: is obviously I'll research a topic and I'll become more educated on what's going on. Uh, I'll watch I'll those videos. Those, I'll send you the videos, and then you yeah. can watch it, and then you can get a general, date, and then we yeah. can come back together. To yeah. talk about it. Uh, I'd like to make a topic of the week next, uh, not next week, but the week after that, uh, and we'll uh, hopefully we'll use some of those audio clips that will from the video. We'll dissect them, and we'll kind of talk about this more in depthly from our point of view. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna say. Uh, if I'll have to watch and 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 see and and see what I think about it, but um, 
Definitely, I thought it was a great question. So we'll definitely answer that next week. We'll put it in the topic of the week, and uh, or not next week, the week after that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do it for the next episode on the podcast. Um, yep. All right, this the, is the mo- uh, moment of truth. Moment of truth. It's it's 10 p.m. on a the Thursday deal, night. I am sorry, but you have not paid me the fifty dollar <laughs> ransom that I told you. I've already initialed. I said it three times. You can count it, right? Yep. Three times I said, if Zio pays me 50 bucks, I'll read it. But it is 10 o'clock. I know. We got to get out of here. Uh, for people we that didn't go. listen to the preamble of the show, so Zio wrote a 2,000 word uh, essay on uh, on one of our questions. And I didn't, uh, didn't want to read it, but he's been submitting it for the last seven weeks. So I said, hey, if Broken will read it, we'll put it on the podcast. But Broken is not reading it. Therefore, we are skipping it. Sorry, Zio. Um, I'm sorry, Zio. I respect you as a person, but we're not about to have three hours of uh, a podcast. And yeah. It doesn't need it. Listen, put a put a TLDR on that thing and we might read it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. If there's a TLDR, I'll read it. Yeah. Um, two more things before we get out of here. The Dirk feature of the week. I love Dirk. Where's he at? Uh, he's right here. The collar. People can listen to the collar. Uh, shout out to Dirk, my old doggo, who's no longer with us. But uh, every podcast, somebody gets his collar as a great reward. And uh, this week goes to my buddy, Commander Snowflakes. I actually talk about talked to him on the phone today, and uh, he got a great job. So uh, this is more on a personal level. Shout out to Snowflake for getting a good gig finally. Uh, well deserved for uh, a good guy, and uh, it's nice when you you see somebody have uh, like a good stroke of luck, you know that you, that you like at least, right? For the people, for your enemies, they're like, ah, shit, he got something good. But like for people that you <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, ah, good, this is sweet. So uh, shout out to Snowflake for getting uh, uh, getting a job, getting a good job rather. Yeah, good. So what did we do and what did we miss? All right, you want to start it or I, I can read these. Uh, we missed a bunch. Go ahead. Uh, read what we missed. So congrats to Hotashi for winning Arc Revo America. Good stuff. That was very difficult. I saw a lot of good people. There was Days. There was Jonathan. Like, he had some killers he had to do. Didn't with. he come back from losers? No, he was always on winner's side. Oh, he was? Okay. No, this was not CEO. This mm-hmm. was not the CEO roundback. But, yeah, he, he had a very difficult tournament. It was also cool that it was actually... Uh, it was live. It yeah. wasn't like so they flew everyone that that uh that won and put him in. I think that was kind of cool. He's a bit of a Twitter monster, ain't he? Yeah, he is. Also, <laughs> I, I love the fact I saw a video. This is a funny video. So I saw a video from Deb that was like, if you ever want to know why fighting game players are difficult to explain things, just talk to Hotashi and then talk to me. Because she was like, I am a brain player. So I I will give you a 20-page thesaurus or thesis on like why you shouldn't do this. Hotashi will come into you ask the same question to Hotashi and he's like, I don't know. I just thought that pressing this button would uh, work. <laughs> it's uh the uh the brain versus the heart. Yeah, yeah. Feel versus uh whatever. Um logic? Thinking. I don't know. Thinking, yeah. Yeah, thinking, thinking and all that. Yeah, dude, I had a, I played a guy in Persona. Not we'll, we'll finish this here in a second, but I, I played a guy in Persona just the other night. The dude played Narukami. The dude ran up at me and DP'd. It's a two button <laughs> DP that's hell on safe. And I was like, "What the fuck did he just do? He just ran. He thought that shit was BB tag. He ran up and DP'd me. I was like, "Are you kidding me? You got no assist. You can't call shit." Um, people are nuts online. But anyway, keep going. We missed some more stuff. Melty Blood Type Lumina has sold 270,000 copies worldwide. The Melty Blood Type Lumina official tournament will be held on April 10th 
2022, where we will get some more DLC information, hopefully. That's what you were talking about, right? So you're like, hey, they went yeah. they went silent. What's going on? So April 10th, uh, they're going to host their own tournament, and uh, hopefully we'll get some more information on what's going on with um, MBTL. But hey, two, 270, you know, for a niche fighting game title from another niche uh, IP, like a visual novel one, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I again, I, I say that Multi-Blood Type Lumina is a fun game. It's just, there's some stuff about it. It needs a patch. It definitely it needs a patch. Um, mm-hmm. But what game doesn't at this point? Um, Phantom Breaker Omnia came. Uh, it, it, it's a game. It came. It came and went. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know if you saw. I know people don't like to talk about numbers and you know Steam charts and all that. But listen, this is rough to see, especially on Steam. Uh, so it peaked at a hundred players, and right now I think there's ten playing. So they did. They did make a new patch that makes connections easier. Okay, that's good. So, I mean, it's not rollback patch, but I mean, I, I guess they, they fixed the delayed base netcode to be a little bit better. So, you know, I, I think they 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 said themselves that if the game gets a lot of support, they might consider rollback. So maybe, you know. I, I, I don't see it. I played the demo, and I just don't. See, regardless of the fact that it came out on the 15th and then Persona overshadowed it coming out two days later, I don't think that had anything to do with it because I don't see much crossplay between Persona Arena fans and Phantom Break or Omnia players. Um, I just plus didn't it, see the captivity of this. I'm just like, oh, I got to play Omnia. I just didn't see that. Plus, they 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 kind of they kind of shot themselves in the, the knees by saying, "Hey, like they kneecapped themselves immediately when they said this game will not have rollback. This game is going to be on delayed base netcode." I was like, you guys literally just death sentenced your game before it even came out. I don't even know how much it is, but I just know just from playing the demo, I was like, I think I'm good on this guy. That's uh not not my not my thing. Congrats to Banana Can for winning the Atlas Charity Tour. Banana Can is Godlike. A, a monster. Yeah, with Shadow Labras. Oh, he's amazing. He's really good. Yeah. And also in terms of BB uh BBCF with uh what's her name? Kokonoe. Uh, with Kokonoe. That man is above and beyond. Mm-hmm. He's insane. Uh, last but not least, speaking Tekken of Zeo. Bloodline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I forgot Tekken Bloodline. Yeah, that's a thing, I guess, right? You know, honestly, I think that Tekken Bloodline, I think that Netflix is doing something really good with video game adaptations. They're like, here's a video game adaptation, but it's not going to be ass. I will admit, Dragon's Dogma was really bad. That was a bad adaptation. I didn't see I don't it. know what the other one... You don't need to watch Dragon's okay. Dogma. Don't even bother. It's bad. They did uh, Castlevania, right? Castlevania was one. Castlevania was super good. That was godlike. Um, was it the other one? Cups. Was that? Oh, uh, Cuphead. Cuphead. Yeah. Yeah. Cuphead. That yeah, was a really good one too. That was cool. So, they have some good bangers on the list. Yeah. When's Arcane season two though? Come on. Uh. Speaking yeah, Arcane was also another good one. That yeah, one, you didn't that one was great. I don't. I'm not even a league fan, and I loved Arcane. I thought that shit was godlike. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, speaking of Zio, we talked about him a little bit on this podcast. So he actually had um, another request that uh, I'm going to roll back to next week. We'll do we'll do an audio topic of the week next week. So uh, he gave me uh, a little section to review from the double tap segment that they had on episode 260 over there on their fighting game podcast and. Um, 
talking about Melty and how he doesn't like Melty and offensive shielding, I'll 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 clip some sound bites of that. I listened to it and um, first of all, I think the dude was really emotional. He's speaking from the heart and not so much from his brain. I thought it was, I, I, he has something against Melty. It seems like, and uh, maybe because he's a Grand Blue fan. But uh, we'll talk about that and we'll just dissect what he says uh, objectively because um, I'm I think he he does make a good point. He's just really emotional about it. So uh, we'll dissect it and we'll we'll talk about that um, on the next episode. I will, I will say this: Kamone has been live. Because he, he's a streamer. He's a yeah. VTuber. He's a VTuber, yeah. Yeah, and he's been talking about the fact that, like, he he, he understands they'll let people talk about Melty Blood. And he's like, we understand that you guys don't like S.H.I.E.L.D. as a mechanic. And we're probably going to nerf it. Like, they, right. they understand that S.H.I.E.L.D.ing is powerful and that it, it breaks the game. And so I think that what they're going to do is they're going to they're gonna make low, low S.H.I.E.L.D. not block mid. It should cost I mean, meter, I think. I think they make it cost meter or moon gauge or whatever. Make it a resource. I mean it, I mean, it already requires moon gauge to change the aspects of how shield works. So yeah, why not drain moon gauge? Like old melty. Yeah, like with full with full uh, with full moon gauge, your shield is instant. But without yeah. with zero moon gauge, your shield actually takes time to come out. So it's not an instant like answer. So yeah, why not just make it so that that's the that's the cost. And then if you do a successful shield, I think because it's draining moon, if you do if you do a successful shield, it just gives you a little bit of shield back, you know? Yeah. So it rewards you for using shield properly rather than just pull it out whenever. That name needs uh, that that game needs a patch and then and hopefully needs it to come sooner than rather than later. But um we'll see. Um on the horizon, I got nothing. I just gotta keep reaching out to people that come out on FGC Hollywood Plus. And then I got a, uh, I got a video essay that I'm ta- I'm working on about uh, Gamer B, a fighting game player from Taiwan. Uh, I like Gamer B a lot. And then I want to do another one uh, about uh, Reynold, who's North American player, plays KOF and uh, other games. Strive, obviously, Axel. So uh, yeah, I want to do those. Those will come soon. TM. But that's pretty much it for FGC Hollywood. Episode 49. We went a little long, but it's okay. It happens sometimes. Uh, no topic of the week, back-to-back episodes, but uh, we'll make it We'll make it up next week. I'll come out with the show notes more prepared. We won't be late. Hopefully hopefully, there's not a thousand things that come out like last week. Yeah, yeah. It, the last couple weeks were, um, were busy because of the fact that we didn't record for a whole month, so we caught up with that. And then this week, I didn't expect the Fighting Game Publisher roundtable, so... Uh, there was a lot to talk about, but you know what? That's good. It gives us something to something to do. Um, I'll be streaming hopefully more with my uh, with my pro streamer schedule. And uh, are you gonna be streaming stuff? What are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna get a. Uh, I'm gonna start doing some more homework, and then you know what? I'll probably nice. stream more. Like I, I've noticed I haven't streamed a lot, so I'm gonna be streaming a little bit more. I'm gonna get back into what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do weekend streams, and then. Once I'm fully caught up with homework, I'll do like daily streams where I'll do like a different topic of the week. Like Wait. maybe Wednesday will be league week and then like Friday will be fighting game Fridays. Very nice. Cool, man. We'll get that apartment clean. Get some posters on your wall. I promise you <laughs> there's going to be posters, okay? Maybe not next Thursday, but I promise you there's going to be a moment where you're going to see cool stuff all over the wall. Right on. 
I'm excited for that moment. Uh, that's pretty much it, ladies and gents. Appreciate everybody. Support us on Patreon. Uh, appreciate everybody in the Discord. Always uh, being kind and uh, listening to the podcast, even though we're late and we mess up show notes. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys not next week, the week after that. We'll be here with Broken Wing. Oh, one last announcement before we get out of here. Broken Wing, next week, or not the week, the next episode, rather, uh, is episode 50, which, you know, that's somewhat of a milestone. I know it hasn't been 50 straight weeks, but it's episode 50. I figured that'd be cool. Uh, so we'll try to do something. I'll, I'll brainstorm with you later. Uh, maybe we can do something cool for the show. And uh, for after episode... And no, it will not be a mukbang. No, no, no. Uh, we're not doing mukbang. But we're we're going to do a 50. And then we'll, after uh, 50, we'll reach out to the people who wanted to be the th- rotating third seat. And uh, 51 will be... We'll have a guess if we can get the schedule all right. 52, hopefully we can have a guess. And we'll try to get people in and uh talk about stuff so um i'll reach out yeah. to, to, to those people and hopefully we can get the schedule all right but uh yeah we'll have a third seat on hollywood and uh but uh, 50 we'll, we'll try to do something cool but yeah this was uh i think so far it's, it's going it's going good with the streaming slash putting the archive on nobody has yelled at me so far and uh i think i think we're on the up and up as they say yeah, and I watched the last. Uh, I watched the archive last of the last weeks. It was really good. I, I thought. It, so. I yeah. I thought for the most part it was it was okay. Um, one thing I'll say this before I leave. Right before before we get out of here, the, there's a new podcast on the FGC scene, and it's made by three. I mean juggernauts, right? In the scene, Justin Wong, Maximilian, and uh, Matt McMuscles, right? Oh, you're talking about Triple KO. Triple KO, yeah. So. I know certain people want us to get certain guests of a certain caliber. Listen, we're a small show. We're niche. We're the, we are the, as Zio called it, Melty Blood. We're the, we're Melty Blood. We're we're uh, a decent show, but nobody knows about us. So we can't get the guests that you probably want. Uh, that's a show that I think we'll get the Hollywood guests, right? I mean that that's the FGC Hollywood over there. We're like a little Hollywood. <laughs> so uh, we're our own Hollywood. So eventually we'll work up to that. But uh, I listened to that show. Listen, it's it's decent. Um, I don't really I didn't really care for the format, but I don't think the content is bad. So Triple KO is another fighting game podcast. Uh, I, I don't very off the cup with no show notes. Yes. You know what I realized? I know we're rambling here, but we'll get off on this. Uh, I don't think that they know each other very well. It seems like they're just there to talk about you know, whatever. And then they kind of just go off their separate ways. Whereas like you and I interact when we're not podcasting, same with Pringle. Whereas with them, I just don't feel that. I don't know if that makes sense. I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Triple KO is another fighting game podcast. So if you are waiting for us to record every other week, you got something else to listen to. I mean, you know what? Here's a deal, guys. I will give you a deal. I sometimes have connections with like top players I always talk to everybody. I'm just that kind of guy. I'll see if maybe we can get like a, a top player to, to be a third rotating seat, but don't expect much. I don't have pull. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any pull. If anything, I have uh push. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a feeling that most people in the scene that are, are known outside of my homie Ernesto. Uh, most people don't really like me, which is uh, fine. I have rubbed people the wrong way throughout the years of being in fighting games, but you know what? I am me broken. I cannot be somebody else. So if you don't like me, if you don't like me for who I am, 
then uh, go listen to Triple KO. It's all good. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's get or out of here. Listen to, or you can listen to the very terrible uh, event hubs. Yeah, EH or, you know, there's all, all there's Ultra Chen out there. I mean, we're going to review Double Tap on the next episode. You can listen Ooh. to them. So shout outs to a, a, a fighting game a podcast that I actually think is good. And I'm not being facetious is uh, Coffee and Combos. I think they're actually genuinely good. So listen to them. They're good. But uh, also listen to us. And we'll be back in two weeks. So until then, my name is Max Bleisler. This was FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast episode. 48. I almost messed that up. Or 49. I did mess it up. You did. And uh, sitting next to me virtually is Broken Wing. Formerly the third seat. Now the second seat. He's promoted. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back on episode 50. Talk about all sorts of good stuff. And until then, you know what to do. Keep classy. Peace. Peace.